on. Cassian. You working? Yeah. You? Yeah. Good night. Afraid so. I'm sorry to hear that. Episode 174. There's already like 7 million podcasts. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture pushed over. Pop culture leftovers. And you're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the leftovers. Leftovers. Stop! Him a time. All right, yeah, the voice you're hearing is Frank. He's here. How you doing, Frank? Good. How are you? Ah, fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever asked me how I'm doing. So this is weird. I'd like to know. I know. That's that's nice. It's <laughs> a very nice thing you did. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Pat myself on the back. Jake's never asked me. Really? Maybe in the early days. He might have. Yeah. He doesn't care anymore. Like, no, it's like me and Jake have been together for so long. He just doesn't care anymore. I, like a married I just assume your mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, shit. Uh, you know what? We are joined by a special guest this week. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Sure. My name is Michelle. Michelle. Hi. Hi. Yeah, just some random, <laughs> just some random lady. <laughs> her on the street. We found her on the street. She had a Guardians of the Galaxy shirt on, so we, we're like, yeah, she might know uh, something. Actually, we, we, we found the cabbie that drove Frank home that one night <laughs> after San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> she decided to join us. Nice. You got some stories, I bet. It could be. My memory's fuzzy. I have no idea what she looked <laughs> now, like. Now, who are you, Michelle? I am Jake's girlfriend. All right. Yeah. Yay. Woo. Yeah. This is the first. Yeah. I can't clap. I'm holding a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to bring my mic this week. So, yeah, we did get all the mics that we need, but uh, Jake's got to hold one, unfortunately. It's okay. Yeah, it's great. He needs needs that upper arm strength. (laughs) I do. I do. I do. I got these noodle arms here. (laughs) Hey, guys, you know what? Guess guess who we still have as a sponsor who I have not even talked about in probably four months. (laughs) The fucking mystery box people? Yeah. One up box. One up Holy box. Shit. Yeah, they're still sending me shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Use use our special code. Use our special code. Pop culture. That'll get you. What is it like? Ten percent, right? I don't know. Like the first box is typically like thirteen bucks. But if you use our code, pop culture, you get the box now. I feel like my, my, I, I, I hate this fucking mic. Um, but, but if you use our code, you get it for like nine dollars and some change. I think it comes to like nine eighty two. If you use our code. Not a bad deal. Yeah, you can get a bunch of knockoff 
uh, pop culture stuff. Like it's not like it, nothing's licensed. Yeah, there's usually one licensed one thing licensed per box. thing in it. So, but everything else is kind of pretty much a knockoff. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's like Mario, but not quite Mario. No, it's type not shit. Mario. <laughs> it's like Dario. Yeah. Dario. <laughs> Dario and Bruigi, because <laughs> he's always drinking coffee or some bullshit. Yeah, Princess know? Apricot. <laughs> I feel like you've got some decent shirts from the One Up Box. A decent shirt from the One Up Box? Yeah, you got a couple of them. I don't know. That's a reach, right? From one of those boxes, maybe. I think so. No, I don't think. I don't think I you're think correct. I think it says one up. All right, one up box. One time they got me one decent shirt. That's <laughs> our <right>. slogan. <laughs> and after that rousing endorsement, yeah. sign up for a year, and sign you too up. might get one yeah. thing you like. You might get one decent <laughs> shirt at some point. Just remember to use the code. All right, guys, we're gonna jump into uh, this week. We do have some iTunes reviews. Whoa. Nice. Yes. No, I think we just have one. One? Mm. Just one. Oh, it's a really? Bad that's one. my favorite part of the show, usually. <laughs> I was going to ask you to leave once it was over. <laughs> <laughs> it's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really want to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dumas and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole who's dead. Don't work. This week, the iTunes review comes from Jergs, J-R-G-Z, Jergs, and uh, it's titled The Raddest Podcast Ever. You fucking Jergs. Rad. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. I was going to get to that. I wasn't going to let that fucking shit slide. You. I mean, you're, you're, you're calling it out, but I was, I was going to, you know. It just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. We're the, mo- we're the most bodacious podcast out there. Yeah, totally. Cowabunga. Totally. These guys are great. Um, yeah, raddest. Who says that in a sentence? I guess you can get away with it in a fucking iTunes review, but yeah. if you use that in like your everyday language. Right. People are going to mm. look at you and be like, what the fuck? This, no, he's going to get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Okay. That's harsh. <laughs> you got to watch my fucking mouth then. Yeah, you know people these days. <laughs> the, the raddest podcast ever. Maybe maybe hit meant to hit the B. The baddest. <laughs> he fucking fat fingered it. How many uh, stars? It's a five. Uh, I've been listening to this podcast for close to three years now and I can't get enough. Brian and Jacob give great info on movies, TV shows, video games, etc. But what separates this podcast from others I listen to are the hilarious antics that these guys get into every episode. Uh, the best is when Brian gets so frustrated over certain topics and loses it. I can't stop LOLing when he just gives up and says, I'm done. Uh, but in such a way where he's so serious, but the other guys aren't taking him seriously. <laughs> and that gets him even more angry. LOL. I'm laughing just typing this. Uh, also, I love it when Brian says, should we take a break? And Jacob is all like, yeah, I need a smoke. Jacob! <laughs> yeah, is this, did my mom write this review? <laughs> uh, so I have a smoke with them. LOL. Keep up the excellent work, gentlemen. That comes from Jergs. Thank you, Jergs. LOL. Thank you, Jergs. Yeah, Jergs. We're cool, Jergs. You can call me Jake. Uh, are we cool? I think we're, I, I consider us more rad. Yeah, there you go. So. That was a tubular review. We're yeah. rad like that, dog. tubular. Uh, listen to you all fitting in over there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. One of the guys. Channel my inner hipster. She's like, oh, God, I got this good tubular joke. (laughs) I'll lay this shit down on him. I only thought about it for a minute. I know. Shake the podcast world to its fucking foundations. 
<laughs> She's thinking back to like her Frankie and Annette days watching that. What did they say? Oh, oh tubular. <laughs> yeah. That's what Frankie said. All right. Uh, you know what? What else? What do I got? What do we got? Oh, yeah. Um, hey, oh, yeah. Last week I talked about uh, Country Fan 52. Yes. Changing his one star review to a five star review. Did he email? And I demanded answers. Yeah. I said, I want answers. I want to know why somebody that gave us a one-star review would then change it to a five-star review. Yeah, what pretty, the fuck is up with that? Pretty steep turnaround. Ooh-wee. Yeah, what's, what's up, up with that? that? <laughs> what's, what's up, up with that? that? <laughs> All right, so Jacob Marks is the person that sent it in. And Jacob Marks sent me the email, and he put, Brian, so you wanted to know why I changed my one-star? It's long. I'm, I'm just warning you now, guys. I'm excited. I, yeah. That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I seriously, anybody who laughed at that, I, yeah. You're you, my boys. No, you need help. <laughs> you are the lowest denominator. Yeah, You're in my group now, motherfuckers. The there goes us being rad. I know. God. Uh, yeah, just the lowest hanging fruit bullshit. Just, just fucking. I eat that fruit up. Seriously, like the people that laugh at that shit are just like basically like two fucking DNA chromosomes away from being a fucking monkey. That's my group. That's yeah. my boys. That's my boys. That's my boys. Uh, I bet they're listening in a goddamn tree right now. They're laughing their asses off too. Laughing so hard they fell out of the Fuck fucking yeah. tree. Up there eating coconuts and shit like a bunch of morons. Gotta crack that shit open. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so. So you wanted to know why I changed my one-star review to a five-star review, so I'll explain. First, you should know is that I'm always hooked up to my headphones. While running my businesses, it's really convenient to be able to answer my calls while still working, so I'm always hooked up to my phone. About two years ago, when I was still doing a lot of labor, my landscaping business, everything gets really loud, so I would constantly be listening to news, audio, books, and podcasts. I got really bored with some of the stuff I was listening to and started to search for new things, Last year, I had a lot of time during the day to listen. I didn't really know how large podcast. You're fighting back those belches, aren't you? Are you? Did you hear that? A little bit, yeah. Holy shit. What the fuck, man? Dude, that was all in my mouth. I did not let that out at all. Constant battle with you. (laughs) It really is. I don't understand. You you just need to drink fucking water. Like, just stop drinking these carbonated drinks. Dude, it would fucking come out one way or the other. I swear. It ain't going to stop. Jesus Christ. Dude, I'm 38 years old. The best I can do is like silently hold it back. How did that come through well, the, throughout my nose? The, cra- the crazy <laughs> thing It came out like, my nose. All right, settle down there, Chief. All right. It's, it's, it's a belch. It happened. But like, no, the thing is, it's like, it's like these Coke commercials. Like, none of them are doing what you do. Like, all these kids <laughs> drinking Coke in these commercials – I mean, they're all like dancing around and having fun. And, like, go, go, go. You know, people are out on their dates and having okay. a good time. Nobody's fucking belching like a. F- just disgusting, Frank. What's wrong with you, dude? Like, I do my best. I got to keep it out. Like, yeah. better than that when like, I'm trying to fucking have sex or something. All of a sudden, <laughs> all right, that's what, that would be worse. Yeah, that's why this guy comes back every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that explained everything. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is true. Though. Yeah. <laughs> He's, Jacob's going to get into that here in just a Jacob. minute. Jacob! Yeah. You're talking about me? No, that's what I was confused. <laughs> Our listener, Jacob Marks. This, okay. this episode is just off the goddamn road. I love it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Frank, take it down a notch. Jesus. Oh, come on. Uh, no, no. You come on. Uh, Sir, what? Sir Belchalot. Uh, oh, um, what? <laughs> a couple more people fell out of trees. Uh, let's see here. I had a lot of time uh, during the day to listen. I didn't really know how large podcasting was till one day I was working and I kept thinking of, yeah, that's going to help Frank. Keep drinking. 
<laughs> Take another sip, you son of a fuck. That's going to help things. Oh, what was Brian just bitching about a moment ago? Oh, he's, he's trying to sneak it too I know, behind he's your back. <laughs> wow, Michelle. <laughs> Don't let me out. Don't let me out. <laughs> Go ahead and have another chug. Yeah. I know what'll help things. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be the asshole of the week. Yay. No, um. <laughs> He's gonna come out of his fucking nose. Oh man, I, I wanted my to. Phone. Uh, nope, all right, nope. All right, I got it. Swallowed right. it. I didn't really know uh, how large podcasting was till one day I was working and I kept thinking about Game of Thrones that I had just watched on Sunday. So I wondered, are there Game of Thrones podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have the brightest audience. Yeah. Yet, <laughs> no, no. lowest like common denominator. Google. <laughs> Now he says, uh, uh, search for it, and you guys popped up. Obviously, I was itching to hear about Game of Thrones. So when you guys started doing your normal intro and Frank was being extra stupid. (laughs) I knew Frank was to blame somehow for this one star. I was like, fuck this. I was like, fuck this, and I got out in one star. <laughs> now, fast forward a couple weeks later. I'm looking around for more pop culture episodes through the search bar on iTunes. Guess who keeps popping up every time? That's right. You guys did. Uh, I said, uh, I said, all right, I'm going to give it another listen. Obviously, there's something more to this podcast that I didn't catch in the first 10 minutes. Sure enough. Once I tried you guys again, I liked the comedy, and you guys grew on me. I went back and listened to a lot of episodes, and listening to you guys talk about my review had me absolutely rolling. (laughs) (laughs) I thought to myself, I have to change my review. But knowing how much you guys enjoy the one stars, I left it up there until a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Since October, I'd have to be really focused for work. Uh, I've taken on another business, and I don't have as much time to listen uh, since I don't do labor anymore, and I can't really listen to podcasts. Uh, fortunately, on Mondays, I have about six hours in my office that I set aside to input the previous week's book work. I put on my pop culture leftovers and get to just have some and get to just have some fun listening to you guys at five a.m. Uh, LOL. I literally work 16 hours a day, so you guys have become my kind of escape to have some fun and get some good info on things going on in pop culture. When I do have time to watch something, which isn't often, I know exactly what to look for because you guys, because of you guys, something I enjoy is usually something you enjoy too. So thanks. Keep up the good work. Cheers. And that comes from Jacob Marks. Nice. Yeah. Right. I miss those days of running a business. I guess I'll accept that explanation. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, I can turn fucking people off in a hurry. Yeah. Kind of a dick move, though, just giving someone ten minutes and then one star on them, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Or you give it, like, the one episode. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can get that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you... Yeah, but he stuck with it, though. He came back. That makes it even more of a dick move, kind of. No, not really. It I wasn't like he just, like, accepted it. He's like, there must be something to it. He came yeah, back. Yeah, do we really give a fuck? Do, do you really care? Nah. No, I don't no. either. Yeah, that yeah. explanation was not as exciting Yay for you, as I dude. wanted. No, no, it, I thought, those businesses. I, I'm fine with the explanation. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with it. Cool. Yeah, that was his journey with our show, and that's what he fucking did. So good for you. Whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, no, I do. I did care, and I thought it was a good explanation. Like, what did you want? What? Like, what? What? Like, now, now you're fucking like. Uh, you're. What are you gonna rate that one? You taste it? Low taste it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I figured. Oh fuck. 
just, I, I wanted him not to have an explanation. <laughs> really? Yeah, not to just solid. be like, I don't, I don't fucking know what I was thinking. Dude, yeah. if you come in here and all of a sudden we're talking about me having some 13-year-old boy chained up raping him named Destiny, it might come off as a little bit abrupt. Frank, Frank always this pulling out This is going to be that. someone's really hard first episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, hey. <laughs> mic down, mic down. Mike no, down. It, it's Frank, Frank always like, like if you're going to go for a deep cut, that's not the way you want to go. Yeah. Oh, let me bring up like a blast from the past. Oh, yeah, me raping a 13-year-old boy. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, not the best callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what about that? Yeah, something funny. Like, you belching or something, you know? You came up with that! Are you pissing in the bucket? The pee bucket. Yeah, yeah. pee bucket. Yeah. yeah, pee bucket. I did yeah. that. Should have went with pee bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, those less, words have never been uttered before. Yeah. I should have went with pee bucket. <laughs> less, less 13-year-old rape, more pee bucket. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's going to be our new rating system. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, shit, man. I want to give that a low rape. <laughs> Hide this bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This really hit the sweet spot for me this week. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely giving it a high, high piss bucket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what? We're going to move into uh, – are you glad you joined us this I week? I am. This yeah. is a great episode, I feel like. Oh, God. <laughs> don't say it's worse. Please don't say it's worse. Uh, it, no, it's like it's a fucking circus is what it is. No, somebody, somebody listens to this shit. They, they're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like it's like rapid – it's like a tennis match. But nobody knows, and that's like, the thing. It's great. No, it's like a tennis match with like 20 people on the court. It's just <laughs> like 14 balls. It's just ridiculous. Don't make a joke about balls, Frank. I did in my head. I know you did. <laughs> I felt it, too. Yeah. yeah, I warned her before she came on. I'm like, when Brian says this is the worst episode ever, he says that every episode. Oh, it's not I you. Know. I'm a listener. I'm a listener. I know. Yeah, but, like, people think I'm joking when I say it. No, you're I'm, serious. I'm you're, dead serious. You're, you're not serious. serious. <laughs> we have joking. to try talking. No, we do. We have to fucking talk him down on smoke for He's shit. serious. He's serious. Yeah. He's like, this fucking sucks. And me and Jake were like, no. It's yeah, just wait. Bad. Just wait like, until we're having a smoke break and we're talking him off the ledge. Yeah. We, yeah. We'll see how, you'll see how jokey we it is. We legit like try to be like, no, this segment was good. I feel like I'm watching the sausage get made. <laughs> yeah. You'll never listen again. <laughs> this is it. All right, guys. We're going to be jumping into our good pop, bad pop for this week. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! Alright, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes my co-hosts get on their goddamn phones and distract the fuck out of me. I'm looking at my notes! I'm pulling up my Good Pop, Bad Pop. Are you really? Yeah! Yeah. Alright, good (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts. There's a reason why we all pull our shit out at the same time. Right when you said Good Pop, Bad Pop. Everybody goes to their shit. (laughs) All right, let's see here. Yeah, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, first thing I want to talk about uh, this week is I want to talk about the big movie release for me. I know the big movie release for some may be Lego Batman, which I'm sure we're going to hear about. (laughs) But for me, the big movie release this week was 
John Wick Chapter 2. Yes. Yep. Um, John Wick Chapter 2. After returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, John Wick discovers that a large bounty has been put on his life. It's directed by Chad Stahelski. Uh, written by Derek Kolstad, uh, which I wanted everyone to know that sometime this year, Dynamite, uh, the comic book company, is releasing a John Wick comic book. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I am not sure if it's being written by Derek Kolstad, uh, but I'm still definitely going to be uh, you know checking this book out. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably at least read the first two to three issues. Yeah. Um, let I, me know how that is. I, I want them to get Nick Spencer or Matt Fraction to write this. Oh, Nick Spencer would be great. I think so. Yeah. It stars Keanu Reeves as John Wick, Ricardo Scarmarcio as Santino D'Antonio. Don't you think that he could have gone with his real name? I mean, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, oh, Ricardo Scarmarcio as Santino D'Antonio. Like, <laughs> like, what's the fucking like one point? one Why right? can't you just be your goddamn self? Yep. Just, you know, make things easier on the cast. You can just call Ricardo, <laughs> Ricardo. Ricardo Smarsarchio. <laughs> Whatever Bless his name. You. I mean. <laughs> All right. We got Ian McShane as Winston. Uh, Ruby Rose as Aries. Common as Cassian. And Lawrence Fishburne as Bowery King. Uh, first thing I want us to do is rate this film. So I'm going to go around the room. Uh, let's see here. Michelle, talk to me. What did you think about John Wick? I really liked it. To me, it is a high taste it. The first... I don't know. The first half of it maybe was a little bit boring for me. Yeah. And I'm not huge on action, but once the action kicked in, it really kicked in. It was really visually stunning. Some of the ideas for the shots that they got were just so unique, Mm -hmm. really brilliant, and uh, I really liked the story. So it is a high-tasted. Even though I didn't really enjoy the first half of it, it really kicked it up. It Knock me in my pussy. <laughs> what? Wow. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a new kind of rating. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's what a high tasting is all about. <laughs> all right, then. She, she didn't know she wanted to say it. It was like, I still don't know I wanted to say it. Was like, it was <laughs> out there now. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I, I think I, I, I don't know if people are going to be able to listen after what you said, raping a 13-year-old boy, Frank. <laughs> it, no. Honestly, it, it punched her in if, the fucking pussy. Yeah, I know, but like, if people are going to turn off the episode, it's because you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, they never got to that part. God yeah. damn it! Yeah. Yeah. It's my fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we, we pretty much say whatever now. You've well, already, you've already got rid of anyone that's going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Is this uh, true? Uh, let's see here. Let's go with Frank next. So, high taste it, Frank. No, I'm going to Tupperware it, No, dude. I said high taste it. Now I'm asking oh. for your rating. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm going to Tupperware it. I thought it was great. I was really curious to see how they were going to come into this after having like, <laughs> this the emotion. Movie, it, this movie really, it uppercut Frank and the pussy. Like, it, <laughs> it, was, it was a knockout. Right up in there. Dude, and it fucking found my pussy to hit it. Wow. Okay, that fell flat. No, I really liked I've it. Never, was, I've never heard somebody so excited to like – for the biggest flattest joke ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You got ramped up. <laughs> My excitement can't drive it through. <laughs> but no, I uh, no, I Tupperware. I was really curious to see how they were going to come off of the emotional draw from the first one. Yeah, and it was it was really a good segue because you had that, and then it introduced us to this world of assassins, and it, it all made sense. It was logical, and the biggest thing for me in this was the action. It, it the, the fucking gun porn alone was fucking amazing. The shit that they were doing, the choreography, the camera work. I thought it was. Great. I had fun the whole time I was in the theater. I was never really let down by any of it. I thought it was cool. Tupperware. 
Nice. Jake. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a high taste it too. Um, I liked it a lot. It, it was really good. I think what kept it for being a Tupperware for me was I really didn't much care for the antagonist in the movie. Like, I thought the first movie had a better, like, antagonist, like a bad guy to really fucking hate. And I really fucking hated that guy in the first movie. Um, the action sequences were good. Um, you know, the gun foo was nice and everything. But I don't know. I kind of, like, some of it was just, like, a little bit too much for me, I guess. Like, I just kind of got a little bit bored after, like, five, ten minutes of some of the action sequences. But most of them I really liked. So it's a high taste it for me. Wow, I'm just, yeah, uh, this is Tupperware. I, I loved this. I thought this was like, I, I haven't seen many good sequels. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was fantastic. That yeah, was really cool. Uh, I, I want to thank the, whoever was the location scout for this movie is brilliant. Exactly. I mean, I, and I know you, you mentioned that. I mean, the location scout for this thing was just awesome. Like when they went to Rome and just some of the, some of the sets that they use when they're in Rome, the lighting's perfect. I mean, even starting out, I was like, just like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. They're going neon with this. This is cool. There's a lot of neon. That's a cool look. But once <laughs> They, once they made their way to Rome, and he's fighting like like underground, and next thing you know, he's like fighting in like uh, with the I don't even know like those rock walls and shit. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The catacombs. That's the word I'm looking for. Catacombs. Man, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. I like that and, room of mirrors. Shit. And I loved uh, I loved Common in this. Common was amazing. Common was, was good. good. I'm a big fan of Common anyway. I watched Hell on Wheels, and I loved him in the first few seasons of that show. And to see him in this was just fantastic. Um, and the the train fight was awesome. Um, I, I, I it was just action packed from beginning to end. And I thought I I love that they opened up the world of the assassins more. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, let's just talk about this because I tupperware the fuck out of it. I love this whole marker setup. Yeah, yeah, the whole marker setup. I I love this whole world that they've set up with the assassins and the mythology and the lore and all this shit with like all the you 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 know watching it in the first. First John Wick, like, I knew that this assassin thing was big. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got their own hotel. Yes. But, like, now I'm watching it, and it's much larger than I ever would have imagined, mm-hmm. okay? And we might get into spoilers here. So, um, you know, if you haven't seen it, of course, uh, you know, turn this off and then go out okay. and see John Wick too. I would recommend you see it in the theater. Yeah. What I mean, you guys high-tasted it. Would you recommend seeing this in the theater? Yeah, oh, see, yes. see it in yes. the theater. Yes, yes. I think a lot of the allure of this movie is seeing it in the theater yeah. and seeing the action on the big screen. Yeah. Did you guys like this more than John Wick 1? You both tupperware it? I honestly, it's – there were times there, – there are certain scenes that I like better. I thought the action was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a Some whole – uh, some sequences, like where they did the like the room of mirrors or some shit, yeah, where they were filming them through the mirror and you could see like the upside down version. I thought that was really clever. And they never resorted to like that stupid fast action shaky cam. Shit. Oh, I hate that shit where you it like could, zooms in super yeah, close. You could you... always see real clearly like all the work that the actors had to put into this shit, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those things where I, I feel like they, <sighs> I don't know. Like the first one was, it was perfect. I mean, you're. You know, the vengeance, you know, and like what they did with the dog and, and everything. And then this yeah. one, I just never got the emotion in this one that I got in the first one. Hmm. I, that's to me what kept it from being like the Tupperware. You know, I just, it was good. I, 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 I kind of did. I think the emotion wasn't like set up too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I felt like the emotion was set up at the end and I'm not going to spoil that. Yeah. But like what happened at the end, like mm-hmm. he did what he did. He's like, fuck it. Oh, and yeah. he just yeah. did what he did. Oh, it was a great setup for chapter three. Yep. And then we've got then we've got our scene with Ian McShane, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, wow, here we go. Mm-hmm. This is John Wick three. I didn't even know how that they were going to set this up, this movie up naturally. I didn't even think they could do it. I don't know if like 
part one really set this up. Perfectly. I don't think it did. Because no, I agree. I felt like and I felt like at, at first when I started watching this, why I, why I was so impressed is I thought that we were going straight from if you're, if I'm going to compare this to Die Hard, I felt like we went from like Die Hard, you know, with Hans Gruber into like doing that whole thing where they went to what was it Die Hard four where he's fighting his relative. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's oh, is that where they're going with this? Is that where they're going with this? I don't know if I like this. And no, they took it for a complete different turn. For me, this felt like just turning a page. I very only very recently watched the first John. Rick, no, I'm like, applauding it. I'm applauding what they yeah. did, Frank. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that the first movie set this up naturally. Yeah, I agree. The first like opening scene did a good job of kind of tying up all the knots from the first movie. Yeah, and then it kind of became its own movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did that pretty well. Because I was also concerned with a sequel. Like, what's the plot going to be? How can they do it? Right. And they definitely they definitely succeeded in yeah. making an interesting story. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I My, my favorite sequence was the him and common sequence. When yeah. The like, train? Yeah. That's my favorite sequence. My favorite scene of the whole movie is when they're having their inconspicuous shootout. That was cool. Where the ones on the balcony. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> and they both have the silencers. That was, was really funny. He yeah. was the only one that really felt like he could keep up with John Wick. Agreed. And with how they left that you could maybe see him come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that would be cool. I would like to see more common. Yeah. I, well, I agree. Great. I think that's what they, that's, I think that's what they're setting yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Cause like the last thing you see of him is a smile on his but face. But I love, I love how that one battle ended and it had to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. That one, not, not, not the, not the first one. I'm talking about the, not, no, the first one. I'm talking about the first battle, not the train one. Oh, right. At the uh, continental. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was oh, cool as shit. That was so dope. Like all of a sudden times, <laughs> Y'all got to talk this shit out now. This is a hard movie to talk about. I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's just because it's an action film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Remember that one part where he's kicking that guy in the head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, then he shot the one motherfucker in the face. <laughs> and then he broke that one guy's arm. You know, I remember that. It's like, come on. Like, how much that went? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. It's I a agree. lot of that. You know, I like the, 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 the car shit was cool. Yeah. That car yeah. got fucked up. Oh, man. I know. I love that car. I loved seeing uh, Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne get to have a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, little, yeah, that was uh, cool. a little screen time together. A little, little Matrix there. reunion there. I thought that was fun. Everybody in the theater gasped when they saw him. Really? Yeah. He's been in the trailers, people. You don't <laughs> watch trailers or something. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, we go to so many fucking movies, though. Yeah. We get force-fed the trailers yeah, for the true. most part. That's true. Can't avoid them. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's John. Any last thoughts on John Wick? John Wick 2. Was there an in-credit sequence? I, I, I went away. I, I went away. I left. I bailed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to get here. Yeah. So, all right. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you see the ghost of that dead dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I went dark with it. <laughs> Jesus, whatever. I thought it was an interesting choice here. Replaced it with a pit bull, though. All right. I, uh, we're going to talk about um, Legion. Yes. You, no, you guys want you guys, no, you you to talk about that now, or do you guys want to talk about something? We can talk about Legion next. Yeah, we can talk, right, about talk about Legion. Legion came out on FX. Uh, I have already talked this uh, at nauseum. Uh, on my other podcast, Legion the Podcast, uh, shameless plug. Um, but uh, what did you guys think of Legion, Frank? I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it like the highest of tastes. It's just bordering on a Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Mostly because there's so much going on. It's hard to kind of get a handle on things. And it asks so many questions. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, after watching just one episode, you don't really know what's going on. And David himself even asked, like, is this real? But I got to say, that actor 
it was like the big time highlight for me. Dan Stevens. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be the beast in the new Beauty and the Beast movie. No shit. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And he follows my podcast, Legion the Podcast, really? on Twitter. Yes. That's cool as shit. Very cool. Yeah. No, he was a great actor. I really, really, really got a sense out of he doesn't have a handle on what's really going on and what's not. Yeah. And everything, right down to his facial expressions, the hand motions and everything, really gives the idea he doesn't quite get it. How much you want to bet Jake says it was a little too long at 90 minutes? How much? I don't know. I don't know. I'm 50-50. He's got a poker face on. I, I know he does. Tell. I'm 50-50. I play a lot of poker. <laughs> I'm 50 Jake? I, I bet he does. I bet he does say it's a bit long. For the for the premiere? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So I'm you, want, go, you want it now? I want it now. I'm going to give this show the highest of Tupperwares. Whoa. Yeah, it was not too long. I could have watched another yeah, six hours. I never for asked for a high five, but <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. I, I was blown away. I got to tell you, going into this, I, I didn't think it was going to be bad. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I was going to watch this and be like, oh, that sucked. But I also wasn't going in thinking I was just going to immediately. I, I usually don't fall in love with shows like this after just one episode. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched this with Michelle, and, and she'll attest. Like, we were like halfway through this, and I was like, I cannot fucking believe how amazing this is. Like, every part of it, from... The score really blew me away. The acting is really fantastic. The story is just so great and so open-ended with so many questions. And this might be the only show currently airing that I watch the night it airs. Wow. From this point on. Wow. Like, I, I was fucking blown away. So the, it's like the, this and Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. This wow. is the highest of Tupperwares for me. I can't fucking believe it. Especially being an X-Men franchise and everything. And I honestly... I. I'm gonna watch Fargo tomorrow after seeing this. Thank you. Yes. That, that, that's, that's, was it's, my have you seen it? Fargo is my favorite show after Game of Thrones. Oh, it's so good. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I, I was just like, okay, I, I'm convinced now. I'm an asshole. I'm an idiot. I need to watch Fargo. It's so Like, good. I can't like this as much as I do. You'll love and it. And then dislike Fargo. I'm actually jealous that he gets to watch Fargo for the first time. I am wow. too. <laughs> like, Fargo is that good. Like, season two, in my opinion, and I don't know what you feel like, but I, I felt like season two was actually better than season one. I think so too. And, and Billy Bob Thornton was just yeah. amazing he in season was. one. Yeah. But yeah. You, have you heard about Ewan McGregor in season two? No. Uh, season three? No. You I haven't heard anything about season three. I won't spoil, like, a lot, but I will tell you that Ewan McGregor's cast in it, and he's playing two parts oh my god and he's playing brothers and they're not twins <laughs> whoa holy <laughs> shit yes so fargo season three is going to i'm, oh, I'm calling it so good it's gonna be so good i mean you don't get you don't get you and mcgregor no, and then uh, not make something amazing so this is gonna be awesome true. but yeah i wish every episode was 90 minutes nice wow. nice nice <laughs> michelle this was a Tupperware for me. Yeah. I love this show. I love Noah Hawley. You could see him in this. You could hear him in this. Yeah. It reminded me of all the best things I love about Fargo, yet it was a completely different story because we're talking about mutants here. Yeah. And not, you know, some town in Minnesota. Right. Slash North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could watch this over and over again. Yeah. Just this pilot. Yeah. It was, it's so good. It's so good. Like, okay, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm doing a, a podcast on this. I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. I loved it. You know, I'm a huge Noah Hawley fan too. So, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into. I knew I was gonna get into something like very stylized. Yes. But I didn't know like Noah Hawley had like this in him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know what he can do with Fargo, but I didn't know what he could do with a show where they introduce like this science fiction element. Mm-hmm. And yes, I understand, Michelle. There is a little bit of a science fiction element in Fargo, which. 
We'll be getting too soon, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> but yes, um, sorry for spoilers there. <laughs> but um, uh, I just didn't want I didn't want Correction Tuesday folks saying, "Oh, there is some science fiction and some porno." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so, but I I, I love this show. I thought it was I thought Dan Stevens is great. Aubrey Plaza, like this is my first real exposure to her. After yeah, I don't watch any. I I don't really watch a lot of those. Uh, was she like in a sitcom, like an NBC thing? She's Parks, Parks and, Rec. and Rec. I don't yeah. watch. I never watched Parks and Rec. So um, she was freaky as fuck. Yeah, uh, she creeped me out. Uh, <laughs> She's great. Yeah, she's, she's good. Yeah, there's the, 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 she's supposed to I play. found out, and, and I mentioned this on my podcast, uh, that they Noah Hawley had originally written this character of Lenny Busker as a man. Oh, wow. And he never even considered her for this part. And then I think he met her, and he's like, I want you to do this part. And she said, okay, but I don't want you to change any of the lines to fit with my gender. Nice. So when you go back and you watch it, for a second or third time, keep that in mind. I mean, and, and, and she pulls it off. I mean, just like, yeah, yeah like, with the line, like, why are the crazy ones always the hottest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and something like, uh, like feeling the tits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. That, that, I mean, perfect. Yeah, She's that, yeah, so absolutely. good. She's so good. Yeah. I love her. Um, I, I cannot wait to see where this story goes. Uh, the devil with the yellow eyes has been fucking with me all week. Yeah. Yeah. And what's um, up with that guy in that tree? Was that that was weird too. Yes, and you see him like three or four times yeah, throughout you see the him entire a bunch episode. And yes. in very weird odd places. Yes. I, I have some theories. It's on my podcast and I threw that up. So if if you haven't listened to that, check it out. It's Legion the Podcast. Uh we have we actually we go over like a lot of theories because I'm gonna check that out this week. Yeah, I gotta. So there's a yeah, we've got a lot of theories. It, we had a lot of fun talking about it and I can't wait to break the show down uh, as we get more episodes. Um, unfortunately, uh, the show did not have, uh, stellar, re- not, not reviews. It had stellar reviews. It did not have a stellar, uh, stellar ratings. Yeah, wow. I read that. That's disappointing. So, I Hopefully mean, the second episode catches up a little bit. You know, yeah, it usually doesn't work that way. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it didn't have bad ratings, mm-hmm. but no. it didn't have good ratings. Taboo had better ratings for FX. Yeah. And, I mean, so did Atlanta and, and stuff like that. Hopefully word of mouth. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, word of mouth. You know, and in between season one and two, you'll probably get a lot of the Netflix people. Well, I'm hoping that just like HBO has stuck with the leftovers, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that FX will stick with this. Yeah, I think they will too. And it's Noah Hawley, and they've got a lot invested in this guy with Fargo, and I think that they should let him do this. If he wants to come back and do a season two, I think, I mean, they should just stick to their guns and let him do a season two. Yeah, I agree. How many episodes are we going to get? Eight uh-huh. in this first season. Boo. I'm, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy with it because yeah. it's a nice, tight eight-episode season. Yeah, I'm glad oh, yeah. it's not longer than ten. I agree with the logistics of it. I'm just greedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I did we even talk about what, what this show <laughs> is about? Not really. I don't, I don't no. even think we just sucked its dick for about ten minutes. <laughs> Frank, Frank hates it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 I it's, I've never got to do this to people. Jesus, Frank. <laughs> you just I'm just telling people you need to check it out if you if you're a fan of the X-Men, um if you're if if you're a fan of Noah Hawley, um I mean just just watch this. It's a, it, just visually it's amazing. I yeah. I mean I got Stanley Kubrick in there. I got some Wes Anderson. It felt like Tim Burton took a shit on this thing. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. it's it's unreal. You got to give it the whole episode though. Like you can't watch just like 15 minutes of it. I know. Uh, to give it that full high taste that you got to watch the full thing, right, Frank? Fuck. Yeah. I was Tupperware 
about a third of the way through. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. wow, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less is more. I agree. You don't really want to. People should just watch it. Do you guys have any? I, I want to know if you guys have any theories for this show. I have one question before we get to theories. Yeah. Does this take place in the Singerverse? Uh, they have they they have not basically they. Uh, you had the the CEO of FX said no. Mm-hmm. Brian Singer said yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they came back and they said no. <laughs> now they're saying that Legion has to earn it, so it's not in there yet. I, feel I like, don't want I feel it like to. It be. has to in some ways. Really? Yeah, just because they cheated and didn't give any exposition on some things that they if it wasn't in the singer verse would have given some exposition on. Like I feel like if you come into this knowing nothing about the X-Men or the mutants, that the one thing the show does a poor job of is kind of explaining that mythology to the newbies. If I were to make one complaint about the show, that would be it. Like like I said, it's the biggest of Tupperwares for me. Yeah. But I come in with all my built-in knowledge and kind of knowing the deal. I, I don't. I feel like someone brand new that's never seen an X-Men movie or doesn't know what's going on with that, it's a little bit like a lot, mm. a lot to handle. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it takes it for granted that you already know what's going on with the mutants and their plight, and therefore I feel like it takes place in the Singerverse. I guess. I mean, I, I think maybe somebody that's not watching that might get that in the next episode because now we're introduced to Gene Smart's character of Melanie Bird, mm-hmm. who's probably going to be talking to, you know, uh, David about like the mutant liberation and like why they broke him out. He's the most powerful mutant. She's going to help try to help him and all these things. I agree. I just feel bad for those people because I know all that stuff and I'm still confused by plot points. Sure. But they've got a whole nother level of confusion. Right. With, you know, yeah. all these people and them having powers and whatnot and what yeah. that's all about. Well, I mean, it's, it's like I, I can watch, I can kind of compare this maybe to watching Chronicle for the first time too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see that. So, but you're right. It's like I understood. No, you're right. I, I am, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm, uh, but you are right because a lot of people watching this, maybe when they watch it from the beginning, they show that opening montage mm-hmm. and they show him and he's adjusting quite well. He's playing soccer. He's got like the perfect childhood. And what honestly my theory is like we're not watching like the actual memories. We're watching memories that David's having of him growing up. Oh. Mm. I honestly feel like everything that we watched in that first episode, the stuff that we saw where he's wearing the gray suit yeah. is all what's happening. Like okay. that's that's what's happening. Him being interrogated when they showed the interrogator, right. we're seeing what's happening. Everything else I think was a flashback in his brain, yeah. in his mind of what it was. That's why you couldn't tell like what year it was. That's why everything kind of looked like it was 60s, 70s retro, but at yeah. the same time they're using futurist futuristic technology i've got quotes from noah hawley talking about that kind of like you know it, it, he wanted to keep the show kind of like ambiguous when it you know with the time frame. i thought that was just kind yeah. of his life before his powers emanated no 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 I, I agree i'm talking about like even now even in the present time where uh-huh. he's wearing like that jumpsuit that track suit or whatever yeah. it looks like it could be retro like from the 60s or it looks like it could be futuristic you just don't know yeah and i like that i that, that kind of choice sometimes could simply just to make the show seem timeless yeah but see look at his sister she's dressed like she's in the partridge family yeah, yeah. so I, I, I i'm not just saying just David himself there are other things there's another scene where uh, they're out in front of uh, David David gets out of the hospital for the first time and there's a girl and she's got she's pushing a bike along and it's got like a banana seat on it like yeah. that is straight up Brady Bunch 1970s yeah I mean there's a lot of things in this show that are just 
that are very retro and has a very retro feel. But I was saying like for somebody watching it for the first time, they might not understand that a mutant their mutant gene starts to react in their when they they become a teenager. Yeah, and, exactly. And we you're right, Jake. And, and we saw that here because we saw him growing up in that I got sidetracked and started talking about this other stuff. <laughs> but back to my point here is like they we saw him growing up and like it looked perfect here he is playing soccer at the science fair and and all these wonderful things happening to him and then all of a sudden they show him as a teenager screaming with the voices in his head and all these things and then they show him like getting med- like drinking to drown out the voices yeah. i'm sure yeah getting in trouble with the law and then next thing you know they show him getting di- like diagnosed with with schizophrenia and they're giving him these uh, these pills for schizophrenia. Yeah, and we know that's a false diagnosis. Yes, because of our built-in knowledge yes. of the Singerverse. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, why have Singer on as an executive producer on a show about the X Men universe? It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it it looks good for people that are a fan of that. Mm-hmm. It looks good to have him on there, and he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be highly involved in the next X Men TV show. Yeah. Uh, the one coming out on, and it is coming out on Fox proper. Yeah. And he's gonna be, he's gonna be directing the first episode. I mean, he's But that got, does take place in the Singerverse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it just looks good to have his resume on the show. Mm-hmm. Cause you can, I mean, if, the, if they really wanted to, they could be like, you know, from the director of X-Men, X2, yeah. the usual suspects. And, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Of yeah. course they gotta throw out the usual suspects. Oh, of course, of course. That, that one's always good. <laughs> oh, there. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only 20 years old now. Right. But. Basically, like, that's, that's like, you know, his clerks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the usual suspects. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, uh, I loved it. Can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh I don't even know what nights this is on. What it's night? on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday nights. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I knew that. I ended up just watching it on iTunes. Yeah. With iTunes given the free episode. Oh, I watched it live. I watched it live. And then as soon as it was over, I just, they played it again. And they I played just, it three times in a row. I watched it again. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched the first episode three times. God. <laughs> yeah, we just I, watched it once before we got here. It hasn't fully sunken in yet. Yeah. I don't have any theories yet. Yeah. I need to think about it for a couple days. Maybe watch it again. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you guys missed, too. We're going to take a break right now, and I'm probably going to talk to you about it. Sweet. So, nice. All right. We'll be right back. Later. Sons of fucks. I'm so glad. Welcome back. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> good break. Good break. Good break. Uh, we got some more good pop, bad pop. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna hit you in the pussy with it, aren't we, Michelle? <laughs> yeah. Did you say I guess? I said of course. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jake, I know you were wanting to talk about something. Yes. Uh, this week was the release of the Lego Batman movie. 
um, a movie I've been eagerly awaiting since the release of the original Lego movie. Uh, let me call it. Let me call it. John Wick gets a high taste. <laughs> yet Lego Batman. Yes, yes. Tupper fucking wear. Yes, you got straight <laughs> at you. You got me there. You got me there. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a high Tupperware for they, me. I wish I wish they would have came out with Lego John Wick. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been amazing? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a Tupperware. <laughs> Little blocks going around killing each other and shit. <laughs> oh, oh wow, Lego gun foo. I'm kind of like I'm kind of like that. Like All right, I, I'm gonna let you talk okay. about Lego Batman. What did you think, man? I, I really liked it. Um, of course, everyone knows the premise basically, but it stars Will Arnett, Michael Sarah. Uh, Rosario Dawson, am I saying her name right? Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. That's pretty much the core cast with, with lots of extra Ralph people Fiennes. sprinkled in there. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes as uh, Alfred and everything. And I mean, this is, you know, just like the Lego movie, just kind of a, a joke, a mile a minute type of movie. Um, just a really good send up of like Batman and whatnot. They really like sprinkle so many jokes in here. Like some of them are misses, but there's just so much rapid fire going on, especially in the first 30 minutes of this movie, which is definitely the strongest part. And if you haven't seen the Lego movie, this is a satirical Batman. This is not like um, your normal kind of Batman. This is a Batman that's totally making fun of himself without even knowing about it. Yeah, and so many DC Easter eggs, which I wasn't expecting. Um, just like poking fun at every incarnation of Batman, every movie possible. Did they have bat nipples? They did. There is a bat nipple joke. <laughs> okay. Definitely, definitely. Nice. I also applauded this movie that it was uh, willing to poke fun at Marvel, even a couple Marvel jokes in there. Really? I mean, direct references, like naming Marvel characters in this movie, Whoa. which I was like, in a Warner Brothers movie, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, they're, they're going there. Wow. So I was really impressed by that. Just so many great like little Easter eggs. The, the voice talent on even the throwaway characters was great. They had like Conan O'Brien in there as the Riddler, huh. which is like, he only gets like one line, but it's still great uh billy d williams gets to finally be two-face oh, that's, no that's perfect yeah <laughs> like he actually signed on w- when they made the movie with him as harvey dent that he would be in the next movie as two-face and then joel schumacher got on and basically bought out his contract and hired time lee jones ah. so he got screwed out of the two-face deal if you talk to him at Comic Cons, he'll he'll complain about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to see him. You finally get to see a Lego version of kind of the design they may have gone with him for Two Face, which is actually quite gruesome for Lego. Like it's basically like his flesh like melted on one side, and you can see like his skeleton <laughs> on the inside. Hmm. But still has a joke where like you can see through his pants and see that he's got heart underwear on <laughs> on that side. So you know, dark but still funny and still jokey. But yeah, you got anything to say about this show? Oh, I I love this. For me, this was a Tupperware, but um, this was my favorite Batman movie. It was really great. I I thought I I was laughing the whole time, and they really got Gotham really gorgeous. It was, I couldn't believe it was a Lego movie at some at at some point. They're wanting to sell some play sets, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) They do want to sell some play sets. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting some of those play sets now for sure after seeing this. Um, I, I just love how self-loathing this Batman is, too. Like, it's so great. Like, the music choices, they do the one is the loneliest number. Is there a Martha joke? 
Is there a Martha joke? Yes. I don't think there was a Martha joke. Really? No, I don't think there was a Martha joke. Yeah. There were some good jokes at Superman's expense. That's for sure. Oh, that would have yeah. been great if, if, if you would have just been like, Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Who's Superman? It's uh, Channing Tatum, right? No, he, that's he, the he Green Lantern, right? Well, he was in the Lego movie. Uh, Channing Tatum was uh, Superman in the Lego What's movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. still him. He does great. The stuff with him is really funny. Oh, yeah. It's Jonah Hill that's the Green Lantern. Jonah Hill is the Green Lantern. <laughs> um, the guy from... Uh, Practical Jokers is the Flash. It's the uh, what's his name? Mur? No. Sal? I, I forget the actor's name. It's uh, maybe I'm even saying the wrong show. Adam Devine or Devine? Uh, he was in that stupid Mike He's and Dave. Oh, Workaholics. Workaholics. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Adam Pitch Devine Perfect. from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was the Flash, and he was really funny. I thought. Um, yeah, I just I can't gush about this movie enough. I, I really loved it. Um, I'm actually probably going to see it in the theater again before it's out, just to see it on the big screen one more time. I might just watch it so I can come back and toss it. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just letting everybody know that right now. I don't now. think you'll toss it. I think really? it's great. I yeah. really do. He tossed the Lego Yeah, movie. he didn't like Lego Well, movie. I low-tasted it at first, and I was like, man, Brian, you weren't true to yourself. You hated this fucking movie. <laughs> You're never going to watch a Lego movie again. I mean, it was a retro toss, but yeah, I tossed it. I want to yeah. check it out. It's If I had to compare it, it's. I don't like it as much as the Lego Movie still, though. Mm. I still like the Lego Movie more. I just like the the new characters that were introduced there, and just like kind of the mythology that was created, which is carried over here. Like Batman is still a master builder, which is all Lego oh, Movie cool. lore and everything. But they don't really hit you over the head that this is Lego. It's not really brought up more than I don't even think it's even brought up. It's just this is Lego Batman and. Yeah, he's a master builder, but he's not talking about specific kind of blocks. Uh, or I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on this one. I, I, there's definitely huge like things to do with the fact that there's Legos. Like if you think of how the whole movie wraps up, it wouldn't even be possible if they weren't Lego creations. Oh, well, of course. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call movie. an argument on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm calling. I'm calling an argument on the way home with you two. But That's with, what I'm like, calling. But with Lego movie, they really do hit you over the head that these are Legos. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They and don't... that is not the same for this movie. No, there's not as much, but there's definitely like stuff sprinkled in that would only be possible if they were Lego blocks. Go Michelle. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> From start Brian's to really enjoyed this review yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that we don't have like some kind of like domestic dispute by the end of the night and the cops are called out. So. <laughs> the way you said that sounded like you really actually hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he said something about the Lego movie. <laughs> well, like, what, what you... <laughs> Halfway through, PCL becomes divorce court. Yeah, she <laughs> fell down the stairs, officer. I don't know what they're going <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> me and Brian and laugh and I'll exchange awkward looks. Uh, yeah, back me up, guys. She fell down the stairs. Stop it. I can only see out of one eye. I don't wait, know what wait. happened. The, the officer's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And who's raping a 13-year-old boy? Uh, yeah, we listened, to, we listened to the first 10 minutes of the episode on the way over. Right? Standing in my fucking driveway and why do yeah. I smell pot? Yeah, we also have a search warrant for one Frank Hammer. Suck my dick. Oh, man. Wow. Jeez, drug reference and then just, you know, and then, then give me fellatio. What the fuck is wrong with you this episode? I know Frank just went off the chain for us. Raping 13 year old boys. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Lego Batman, it's uh, it's a Tupperware. It's a Tupperware. All right. So I check it out. Well, didn't you just high taste it? No, what? Tupperware. Oh, you did Tupperware? Yeah, he's like the highest okay. in Tupperware. I'm just trying to start shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jake that fell down the stairs. <laughs> That's probably more likely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, who wants to go next? I can go. Yeah, go for it. This week, uh, I checked out the uh, 
Mark Wade run of Archie. Yes. Yeah, I'm through volume two now. Yes. Yeah. The Have first... you gotten the Cheryl Blossom yet? No, that's, that's the very three. next episode. Oh yeah. And <laughs> issue. <I'm>... Yeah, issue. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: is like I'm actually going to have to get my ass up out of the house and go to a comic shop and get this mm-hmm. shit because I'd have to wait until May yeah. until the third volume's released to get it, and I don't want to wait. Yeah. I, I want to keep reading this shit now. It's not available digitally. Yeah, our it's local comic up. shop sucks. Just buy it digital. Uh, well, it's fucked up. Like, I've tried. And the thing is, is like, at first, Amazon will give me a price, but it won't give me an option to actually purchase it mm. on uh, the Kindle app or on Comixology. Mm. I haven't I'm, been able to figure I'm out looking how. it up while you talk about it. Okay, that's fine. Like, the second volume, I actually bought, like, the actual physical copy of All the right, book. so tell me about your experience with this. Dude, it's great. I used to read Archie comics when I was a kid. Yeah. And this, to me, feels like a really, really good, like, modern uptake of the story, like... How Veronica came to Riverdale, and it's got it feels like Archie. It's mm-hmm. not like the new show, and I know the new show is different on purpose. Yeah, but I mean, it's great. Archie's a fucking klutz. Yes, the art is great. Mm-hmm. I love how he breaks the fourth wall and like talks directly to the reader. Yeah, and and like you see these stories, and it, it just it it's something that still echoes back to those original comics back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it's all fresh and new. Like his jalopy looks to be like some fucking Firebird. And it's all held together with duct tape and shit. And Betty's the mechanic who has to fucking fix it and save them. Mm-hmm. And and they were together, but now they're not due to the lipstick incident. It's yeah. just really cool. They go back and they talk about that. Yeah. And like it's uh, at the top. I'm telling you, it's at the top of my pile every time I get that book. It's the first book that I read when I get my subscription box, man. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's fucking great. It like really I don't is. read a lot of comics, and like this, I, I already purchased the first volume of the Jughead book with Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't started that yet. Yeah. See. I- I, I like Chip Cesarski. I love his art, but like when it comes to like his books, like the jokes are just so they just come rapid fire, uh-huh. and it, it, for me, it's it just doesn't work all the time. So I, I'm not reading that oh, currently. Okay. But I hope you. If, if I hear good things from you, I might check it out. Sure thing, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that next. I also picked up. I haven't read it yet, but I picked up the first volume of Sex Criminals too. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm probably gonna read Jughead next, and then uh, Sex Criminals thereafter. Yeah, Chip Zdarsky does the art for Sex Criminals. Nice. Yeah, cool. So and this is the Fraction. first Matt Fraction book I've read. So too. what are you gonna rate Archie? Oh, Topperware. Oh, nice. I love that shit. If yeah. you if you used to read it back in the day, you can get back into this no problem. And I definitely pick it up because they're just now getting ready. to... Jesus Christ. <laughs> a classic. Sorry. Like we got our own fucking jug head here. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna have, it, it's still going. They're gonna have the third <laughs> volume coming out in May. Yeah. But I am gonna go I'm gonna go find these individual issues because I, I gotta get caught up. I, I wanna keep reading it. Yeah. It, it's great. I love it. Yeah, take another sip of that soda over there, <laughs> Hey Michelle, I know you've got something. I do have one thing that I wanted to bring up and this is um the Netflix historical drama series called The Crown. Um, it was written and created by Peter Morgan, who is um, who's actually kind of famous for these historical dramas. He did The Queen. He did The Other Bowling Girl. Uh-huh. He did Rush. Um, uh, the Crown is based um, on an award-winning play called The Audience. It was also... Um, it chronicles the life of Queen Elizabeth II, and the series begins... With an inside look at the early reign of the and oh yo you're fine keep going we fuck up all the time <laughs> don't worry you're fine. Just trying to keep it in I stop. feel like I feel no. like I went too far no you're no no they're, they're okay. keeping it in the series begins with an inside look at the early reign of the queen who ascended to a complex position of power and an office in turmoil after years of controversy 
following the death of her father, King George. Um, it's not an overly exciting story, but it's a very intriguing and captivating yeah. one. Uh, the acting is from every cast member is flawless, especially John Lithgow as Winston Churchill. John Lithgow's in this? Wow. You forget that it's him. That's how amazing it really? is. Really? Wow, yes. that's cool. I'll go a few episodes forgetting that it's John Lithgow, and then I'm like, oh my god, okay, it's let John me, Lithgow. Let me throw this out at you, okay? Because I haven't seen this, um, and I know it's getting, it's racking up the accolades. People are talking about this like crazy. I, I watched, uh, did you ever, It was it Kate Blanchett who did uh, uh, Elizabeth? Yes. I loved that movie. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Like, oh, yeah, Brian, <laughs> the guy from PCL, uh, this this crass son of a bitch enjoyed Elizabeth. I liked that movie. I actually saw it in the theater, and I really liked it. Is it kind of like that kind of like period piece? Um, no, it, it's 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 actually really toned. It's really toned down. Okay. Um, but what's really great about it is it's supposedly Netflix's most expensive show to date, and you really see it because it's – it's so elegant and it's really sophisticated. Yeah. Um, Probably John Lithgow's paycheck too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it also has um, it also has who I um, it also has Jared Harris as King George, and I loved him in uh, Mad Men. Um, uh, see, I've never seen Mad Men. That's a really good show. Uh, I know. That's a Tupperware show. I know. It's like one of those. It's, <laughs> it's on my. It's on my list. You know. This is a Tupperware show too. Um, it pre- it premiered in November, and there's ten episodes. They're usually between 50 and 60 minutes. Um, season two should be released in November this year. And um, I guess casting just released that Michael C. Hall was cast as JFK, which I'm really excited about. Oh, wow. Yeah, Michael C. Hall. He'll be a great JFK. Oh, yeah. He's great. I loved him in Dexter and also in Six Feet Under. Yeah. Is think- it historically accurate or is it just like a dramatization? Um, it's, it's somewhat historically accurate, but it does paint them in a – Pretty in a prettier picture okay. than some people would believe is accurate. Okay, hmm. yeah, I can see how it would do that. A lot of biographies and all in, in documentaries do that kind of thing. I wish they would not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like. Well, I mean, the Queen is still alive, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think I'd like this, Michelle? I don't know. I think you'd find it boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Not everything to me has to be exciting. I'm 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 very interested in the story. I love historical dramas. Um, yeah. So yeah. this was right up my. I'm like thing. fuck story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you guys ready to move into uh, some news? Yeah. Sure. Oh, Frank. By the way, you can buy Archie every issue on Comicsology. R- what? I'll show you how after. Okay, because I couldn't find it, but I'm an idiot, so okay. All right. All right. Time to move on to the pop culture leftovers news. All right, gangsters, fuck news. All right, we're just gonna we're gonna uh, slap your yeah. pussy around with the <laughs> gangsters, fuck news here. Uh, we're gonna start off uh, gangsters, fuck news with a uh, with a Pete's tweets actually. Ooh. Whoa! I call I call a putty cat. Pete's tweets. All right, Pete says uh, Pete Neen, one of our listeners, uh, has been with us since episode one. Anytime he asks us a question, we have to answer it. And he gets his own fucking bumper. <laughs> oh, I know, Pete. We get into Twitter wars all the time. I know. Here we go. Here's this question. So what do you guys think about Chad Stahelski signing up for a Highlander trilogy? We just talked about Chad Stahelski earlier. Chad Stahelski is the director of John Wick, okay? He did the first one and the second one. Uh, he says, I love John Wick, so I'm definitely interested to see what he can do with this. Um, uh, I mean, if you have 
to make a Highlander reboot. Yeah. This is this is a great way to go, mm-hmm. but I'm in the camp that I don't need the Highlander reboot to begin with. Okay. I'm right there with you, man. I, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, he could do action scenes and shit, but I don't know. I I, I have I've kind of had my fill of Highlander for a while. Have you seen Highlander, Michelle? No, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> the mythology is they cut each other's heads off until there's only one person left with a head, and, there can be and then he becomes want. immortal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and they call that the quickening. The original movie, was <laughs> the original movie was great. Everything else, I have not liked. Yeah, Highlander Two is awful. Like it's yeah. awful as soon as you get past the first one. The mm-hmm. third one is definitely a step in the right direction. How many of these are there? There's four and a TV series. And a TV series. series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. shameful. Yeah, Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod from the Clan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> we used to always make fun of that stupid shit when we were kids. Just watch the first movie; you'd be good. How yeah. old is the first movie? Eighties. Oh, Eighties. Yeah, eighties. I would yeah. Sean Connery. I would mm-hmm. guess eighty-two. Now I want to know. Yeah. And oh shit, Chris, <laughs> Chris Lambert, Chris Lambert, Christopher Lambert, yep. Christopher Lambert, who is also Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Have you guys seen a movie that he was in called The Hunted? No. With Christopher Lambert? Huh. Oh, man. Seek this movie out and see it. It's one of those direct-to-movie, like, B-action oh, movies no. with, like, the same plot as, like, Surviving the Game, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> I about. I love Surviving the Game. Yeah. it's, it's uh, you've I seen might it. have seen this, by the way. It's kind of the same plot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a great movie. I got some Chad Stahelski quotes about what he's planning on doing with the Highlander. I'd okay. like to read those here real quick. He says, when I came on, the property had already been developed for a couple of years. And as things happen in Hollywood, yeah, there was aliens, meteors, spaceships, uh, DNA mutations, terrorists. I mean, they tried to drag every plot into the immortal world. My personal opinion, I don't want to see any of that. I'm not interested. I've seen other movies like that. I, have, I haven't seen the immortal world. What? You met four immortals on the first movie? I think I can introduce you to an entire world of immortals. Imagine the great characters you could have. I mean, it speaks for itself. So that's the plan, to stay as true as we can to the original mythology and just expand the world and have fun within the world without bringing in interstellar travel. And he's also confirmed that Connor McCloud will be back. So mm. um, I don't know. I mean – Yeah, but, Lambert's got nothing to do. Yeah. Right. I, I, and, you know, remember the actor that was supposed to be attached to this? I mean originally we had uh, – it was supposed to be Ryan Reynolds. Whoa. I mean wow. I, this was wow. right after he did like the whole Deadpool thing with the swords and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it made sense at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he was also – wasn't he in Blade? Didn't he have swords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was in yeah. correct. And then, uh, of course, uh, Tom Cruise had originally signed on for this. This is before, like, this whole mummy business. <laughs> Speaking of being immortal, fuck. <laughs> but Tom Cruise signed on for this, and Tom Cruise, I think he was supposed to be playing, like, the Sean... They were saying he's going to be playing the Sean Connery-type character. Mm, like and, the mentor-type exactly. character. Yeah. But uh, since then, uh, I think, like, he's dropped... Uh, this is another crow, in my opinion. This Agreed. Is but Even I, worse, too. Yeah, I, I, so that's... I don't know. It's just one of those things that's a crow. I think they are are being very ambitious saying that we're going to get three movies out of this 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 has yeah and yeah. i don't I, I, just what you're saying is kind of stupid to me like more highlanders that seems like convoluted and it yeah. seems ambitious and mm-hmm. like it, it yeah are they still all trying to kill each other I, I mean, that's what he's saying yeah. yeah i think you know he's going to try to keep it as true to the original movie as possible just with more immortals mm. So, because they want to stretch it out for three movies. Yeah, bigger is better, I guess. Yeah, I guess and, so. Yeah, that's that's the wrong perspective to have. It's going to be like Hunger place. Games with Highlander. Yeah, is what it's going to be. Do you remember who was in the TV show for this? Oh God, I no. forget the, guy's the main name. actor. Now the movie came remember. out in '86, by the way. Okay, okay. well that was the year uh, I was born. TV show. Damn, Before. youngin. 
Because right. I think my mom used to watch it if it's the show that I think it is, but it's not important. Adrian Paul is the guy's name. Yeah, no, this is Forgettable. not Oh, that brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, I was thinking it might ring a bell. Yeah, but. He was Duncan McLeod at the Clan McLeod. Can't wait to see Adrian Paul at a convention. <laughs> <laughs> he can hold my drink. Uh, will you sign my chest, Adrian? <laughs> Big fan here. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, in quick news uh, that probably only I care about, uh, Netflix has announced that the OA is getting a a second season. Yeah. It's, it's on my to-watch list. Oh, man. Same here. It's on mine, too. So I am thrilled <laughs> we're going to get a second season of the OA. And, like, if you love this show as much as I did, do not – do or do not get on the rabbit hole that is Reddit. Because if you get on fucking – if you get on the OA Reddit, the subreddit for OA, yeah. it is a mind fuck. The theories there are flying <laughs> loose. It is just – it loose, rapid and loose. It's like it's, – <laughs> no jokes, Frank. Like that. No, no. Yeah. That's I know how red it is. A lot to still think about after season one. Oh, yes. Uh, so many things, so many questions, so many questions after this. If you want to watch another show where, like, at the end of it, you don't know what's real and what's not real, <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is that show. It's and a popular it, genre right it, now. It, yeah. yeah. No shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, between this Legion and Westworld, I yeah. think people are just confused as all fuck. Right. I'd forget what reality was. Yeah. So I'm just excited that we're going to get a second season of The OA. I felt like it deserved one. Um, but anyway, guys, moving on. More Netflix news. I got Stranger Things news Ooh. again. Third week in a fucking row. Uh, this there was a divisive discussion that we had about uh, Stranger Things uh, when we did our season one talk, Jake. Mm-hmm. One of those things, and I want to know what your thoughts are now. I, I wanted more of Eleven's backstory, her history in the program with the Doctor. You did not. Yes. And I think Jacob Harmon kind of wanted it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, Matt Duffer and Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, they talked with Entertainment Weekly about this. Here's what Matt Duffer said. I want people to know that she's back and she's a major part of the season and not know how or why. We do get into her story and backstory. We learn about where she came from and how she came into the world and the program that resulted in her. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown then added, she has a storyline this season for her, and it's an emotional transition. Last season, I didn't get to expand on the character. This season is giving me that opportunity. So, Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I still stand by what I said. Oh, but, I know, I know, I know. That's fine. But, but are I'm, you worried about this now? I'm not really worried. I, I mean, I'm I'm ready to be proven wrong. Like okay. I'm hoping for the best. Like season one is such a you know knock out of the ballpark. Yeah, that I'm I'm like okay, I'm along for the ride. Show me what you got, Duffer Brothers. I felt like it was kind of like imperative to the story that I learned more about her, and I, I get it, man. There, there's there's a lot of times where that can blow up in your face. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan of sometimes things being mysterious. Yeah, I, no, I am too, man. Like sometimes it's like I don't want I don't want to know why the Joker became the Joker all yeah. the time. I didn't want a Wolverine comic to come out called Origin. Right, right. Like it's yeah. like sometimes it's cool to have. That but I love the Wolverine origin comic. Yeah, I did. I yeah. loved it. Mm. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> the art was great. Oh, the art was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it, man. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I'm no on it. I think uh, we probably had it. like a fifty fifty thing, like where you get a lot of flashbacks yeah. towards the beginning, and like you actually won't see any current stuff with Eleven. It'll be kind of like off screen stuff, like you had Hopper leaving her the egos and shit. So you're saying whole season we're not getting her half by half? Okay, like maybe the first half you see some flashbacks of shit. That okay. 
groundwork. Yeah. And then the later half, then you see how she's developed or what happened to her after the fight with the Demogorgon. Okay. I've heard that theory being pushed around a lot that she won't show up until episode four. Episode four because it's titled Storm and then yeah. that weather report that we got, the high was 11 degrees and the low was 11 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so. the, the Duffer Brothers this week, I think it might have been just yesterday. Yeah. Announced that they're uh, switching around the episode titles oh, from what we saw in that trailer. Huh. Try to throw people off. Yeah, they said that they've already pretty much read people like predict exactly what's going to happen. Oh, shit. Like almost a hundred percent, just Damn. just based on what they said the episode titles were mm. going to be. So to that you probably won't be getting those episode titles when the actual series releases now. Oh. So all those the storm theories. You can pretty much throw out the window now. Cause How gonna... soon before we get an announcement that M. Night Shyamalan's going to direct one of these bad boys? Mm. I don't know about that. I mean, I, d- why? Why don't you? What, 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 what makes you think that, that, that he won't? I'm confused. How many well, of these I mean, are in the can already? I, I, don't, I guess I just don't understand the correlation. Like, what would make you think that he would come do that? He asked to? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe that's the reason that he would. No, he like well, if these, he asked to, he could. Oh, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just sit back down and uh, let, let me let Brian, teacher Brian, like, drive take, the bus, take, sir. Take you, take you to school here. <laughs> no, it was actually like a few weeks ago. Um, we learned, of course, we know that uh, the Duffer Brothers helped him with Mulholland Drive, that series that he had. So no, that, that's the David Lynch movie. It's uh, something else. I can't remember what it's called though. Oh, Mulholland Drive is what I'm... Mulholland Drive is a David Lynch movie. The the show that Duffer Brothers worked on with M. Night is called something completely different. Oh. It's, I'm drawing a blank what from is it, it, too. Oh, fuck. It's not Mulholland Drive, though. It's okay, my bad. But th- it was that show that, that M. Night was working on. The Duffer Brothers helped him in that with the story and everything. And so he said, like, yeah, we worked together really well on this show. And if, you know, and, and M. Night was like, you know, I'd... Love to be a part of Stranger Things if they call me. So it made me think like they might call him up gotcha. to maybe to. Gotcha. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, the guy M Night Shyamalan is really good about like atmosphere. He can yeah. set that shit up great. No, I'm just trying to say like this whole thing's not coming out of left field. You know what I mean? Right. I get like you. There, yeah, there's totally. a connection between the Duffer Brothers and M Night. Okay. God, Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. Right. Why would I say Mulholland Drive? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds sound like street names. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's why I couldn't think of it because it was like, ah, oh, you just said some other street. Like, so anyway, yeah, they worked on 10 Cloverfield Lane and uh, it's another street, guys. All right, anyway. I'm glad you. I'm glad Yeah. I'm glad somebody got it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they were working together on Sesame Street. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. Fucking assholes. quick with the street names. Man. <laughs> it's making me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, did you guys get the chance to see the Super Bowl trailer for the Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Okay. So are we getting a new monster? It looks like we're getting a new monster. That in this thing one. is scary as fuck. So are we done with? Are we done with Demogorgons? I think so. I think no. It's- you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Demogorgons are coming back. Dem- Demogorgons too. I think we're gonna like. We got to find out more about it too, like kind of where it came from. Like I'm more interested yeah. in its origin than I am Eleven's. Like mm-hmm. that—that's a story I, I want to hear about. I was just kind of maybe she had touch with some kind of area that had different kind of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not so much just a demogorgon, like whatever dimension she's tapped into. You get yeah, of course. New. There's more monsters there. Yeah, yeah, bigger, badder monsters. You know what mm-hmm. that monster reminded me of? Of one of the creatures from Stephen King's oh The my, Mist. Oh. My. oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Like in the fo- when they finally escape the grocery store, Michelle yeah. freaked the fuck huge out. Creatures. Just the Demogorgon scares me, and I love this show because mm-hmm. of how scary it is to me. 
But uh, I'm just so yeah. Stranger anxious. Things really scared the shit out of Michelle. <laughs> yeah. I had to go like I had to cover my eyes a lot of the time. Wow, that was, that was really surprising to me. Yeah, I don't think she watches much horror or thriller I, or anything. I, I don't. So it was funny. It made me like it a little she bit more. A, she had to fucking watch like My Little Pony. Friendship is magic as a fucking palate cleanser, cleanser for Stranger Things. She's like fuck. She probably wanted to go watch the Lego Movie coming yeah. up singing. Everything is awesome. Yeah, no so kidding. yeah, I don't know. I I think the look of the new monster. It's intriguing. It's I want to see this thing up close because like right now, I mean they're, they're being more generous. They're even generous just showing us kind of like what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean because like they could go all ten Cloverfield Lane or ten. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Cloverfield. Excuse me. Cloverfield with it and not show us the monster at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we got to see a glimpse, and I'm yeah. looking forward to Stranger Things season two. Yeah, hopefully they keep that stuff to a minimum. I mean, we have till Halloween, and they could get a little bit crazy with the trailers. I'm hoping that yeah. most of the trailers are kind of this good. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. need to see too much more of this. Right? You got was, me. I'm in. I'm watching Stranger Things too. That was one of the things I liked about the original series. It was you didn't have the Demogorgon in your face the whole time. A lot of it was like. The shit with like the lights flickering and stuff. Like you knew it was there, but you didn't see it. Yeah, and the first series was kind of lightning in a bottle in that we didn't watch trailers or have anticipation for right. it before we watched it. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, everything was brand new. It was sparing, but I- I'm glad they showed us what they did. Uh, you know, we've been, ta- we've been talking about Netflix, and I'm going to continue this Netflix talk. But you know what I was watching today before I came here and recorded with you guys? Well, no idea. I was watching something on Netflix. <laughs> I was I watched three episodes of uh, Voltron, uh, Legendary Defender. Wow. Of the yeah. second season? I came, no, first season. No, he didn't make it past first season. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first uh, three episodes of uh, the first uh, season when, mm-hmm. when we first uh, uh, reviewed it. I went back today and I watched three more. It's still a taste it yeah. for me. It's still a taste it. I, I'm enjoying it and mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick with it. I love Tyler Labine though. I'm a big fan of him and he's, he's one of the voice actors in it, but it's still a taste it. He was the worst character. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Fuck. Oh, I can't wait to watch Lego Batman. <laughs> can't, cannot wait to watch Lego Batman come back next week. It's going to be a giant steam of pile of shit. All right, guys. It looks like Netflix is going to be giving us a Castlevania animated series. Yes. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying I think like legendary, like Voltron, legendary defender has been doing quite well for them. Go, you know, uh, you know, going into the the 80s well mm-hmm. and, and 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 resurrecting one of these franchises. So uh-huh. they're they're doing this, but they're not doing it with an animated property. Do, they're doing it with a video game property. Um, so let me just um, I don't know. I I honestly think that th- they could have been better served resurrecting. Thundercats. Mm, and I know I it's already been rebooted. I know that they brought it back a few years ago. And I'll be honest with you, I loved that series. It only went on two seasons. Mm-hmm. It was on Cartoon Network. And it was – I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was great. I thought the animation was fantastic. I actually thought the story was even better than the original series. Yeah, would you want an R-rated Thundercats? I want a I want a gritty Thundercats. I was reading a little bit lately about the He-Man Thundercats crossover in comic form. Yeah, I want to look into that because I heard some shit about it. I don't even want to say what it was that I heard, yeah. but it really makes me interested. Like Mumra's a total badass. Yeah, I, th- okay. The DC Comics. Okay, it was DC and whoever does Thunder. Whoever has the rights does Does DC have the rights of the Thundercats, or is it in another? Publisher. I don't know. But anyway. I thought it was another publisher, but whatever. DC owns the rights to Masters of the Universe. That is correct. Okay. And I I was excited for the new comic book because I read they had an Origin of Skeletor comic Mm, that came out. And I'll tell you one thing. Read that comic. 
Okay. It's fucking great. It's just a one shot. It's just one book. It's really good. I actually have it. I might be able to find it. A recent book? Uh, came out about four years ago, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to read, read that. that. Yeah. It's really good. It's just a one shot and, and, and it's about his origin story. You know, He-Man's one of the things that really got me into comics. Yeah. Every He-Man you bought came with a comic. Yeah, yeah that's did, true. Yeah. Now, the thing is, okay, so, uh, that book came out and, and he, that He-Man book came out. So, I don't know. It's just like, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. You know what? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, uh, Thundercats and all that shit anyway. They're not doing a Thundercat, so I just, <laughs> yeah, what that, the fuck? The Castlevania thing really excites me though, because, I mean, it's, it's gonna be R-rated, like from what I've read about I, it. I've got all the news. Yeah, I've got, all right. yeah. No, hold on. It's being it's being developed by Dread and the Gray producer and the guy that made the gritty shorts for the Power Rangers, uh, the Punisher's Dirty Laundry. Um, he also did the Venom mm-hmm. a short. Uh, uh, it's Adi Shankar, and it's being written by comic book writer Warren Ellis. Uh, a year ago on Facebook, Shankar said, breaking news, I'm producing a super violent Castlevania miniseries with my homies Fred Seibert and Kevin Klond. Uh, it's going to be dark, satirical, and after a decade of propaganda, it will flip the vampire subgenre on its head. I've got the official press release, but before I read that, I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on this because we can say, oh, okay, this is fucking awesome because uh, I really enjoy what Adi Shankar has done yeah. with, with, with his shorts. I mean he gives us what we want. I think you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're just shorts. Like like we saw, I saw that Power Rangers that that movie he's given us that that uh, short that he gave us with the James Vanderbeek and mm-hmm. and I thought it was Katie fan- Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a lot of fun and really dark. And for somebody that doesn't watch that never watched Power Rangers, I was just like, oh my gosh, this I would watch this. This is cool. Yeah. And but that's not what we're gonna get with that this new movie. Um. My only problem with this is the fact that it is based on a video game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my only problem with this. The only good news is if I read the same thing uh, that I'm thinking of is set during like the Castlevania Three Dracula's Curse period. Still a video game. I understand that, but this is not. A, you're dealing with characters who they're found in pop culture for years past, like Alucard, Dracula's son, things like that, and. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to go off of story-wise from that video game. It's not like something that comes out today that tries to weave its whole narrative like it's a feature fucking film. You just had a little bit to go on and it was all gameplay. So, I mean, there's not a lot to fuck up. Mm-hmm. It could be good. The fact that it's R-rated actually gives me a little bit of hope that it's going to be something different. It's not going to come try to come off kitty or something to sell toys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I want to check it out. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that really drags me down is, like you said, it's a video game. Usually this kind of shit, when it's tied to a video game, doesn't work well. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that's because you can't have the same experience watching something that you're supposed to be engaged in playing. It's two different animals. But because it's set so far in the past and there's not anything really to try to trot upon, they can come up with some new stories in that world and it would be good. Hey, everybody, I mean, Assassin's Creed was supposed to be this movie. Uh, this, All right, know, yeah. I understand. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's so it's way more miss than hit. You very rarely have something that comes off good. And something that we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, and I can't remember if it was on or off air, like that original Mortal Kombat with Christopher Lambert. Yeah. That was good. It's it, Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, fucking Oscar-worthy or it, some well, shit. Well, yeah, sure. But, I mean... 
this could be good too. I got my fingers crossed. Do I have the, do I really think it's going to be something that I'm going to absolutely fucking love? Probably not. Yeah. But I want to check it out. I'm intrigued. What are you, what are you guys thinking? I think for this to be successful, it has to, you know, transcend being a video game show. I think, you know, no stupid nods to what people know for video games and just, create a brand new universe mm-hmm. and, and go for it. And I think the team here that they've assembled can do that. Like I have faith that Warren Ellis yeah, I know. doesn't give two fucks about an 8-bit Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And it's Netflix behind yeah, this. Right. You know? And it's just going to write a fucking dark vampire story. And it's Adi Shankar. I do, think, mean, yeah. do you think it could be something kind of like the Resident Evil movies where, yeah, it uses the name and uh, kind this of a rough premise? No, this, but Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis, it, yeah. It's going to... It's either going to be good or bad. Okay. You know, it's not going to be campy. I know that's a cheesy right. thing to say, but it, like, it's going to be really good or just really terrible. Right. You know, because it's 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 either going to be boring or good. I guess is the way to put it. No, I, I love I, I love the fact that like it, nobody else got to see this, but yeah. like he says, he gives us the most broad statement ever. <laughs> it can either be good or bad, and Michelle just looks at him and giggles. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's going to be either good, good or, or bad. bad. Wow, really? Way to go deep on that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's that little line that's in between. It's not gonna hit. And that then looking line. back, he can't be wrong. It's not. It's not gonna be bad. Can't be bad though. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna right. be Resident Evil, Batman Forever no. kind of can't be no. bad. It, it would be like gory, like trying to take itself way too seriously. Bad. All right. Exactly. Here's the official press release for the show. Um, I still gotta get my thoughts too. But anyway, it's inspired. And Michelle, it's inspired by the classic video game series. Castlevania is a dark medieval fantasy following the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan trying to save Eastern Europe from extinction at the hand of Vlad Dracula Tepe himself. Uh, the animated series is from Frederator Studios, a WoW Unlimited Media Company written by best-selling author and comic book icon Warren Ellis and executive produced by Warren Ellis, Kevin Cold, Fred Seibert, and Adi Shankar. Uh, there's more news from Clyder on the series, uh, that's being based on the third video game in the series, Castlevania 3's, uh, Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. Um, they said, while there wasn't a lot of info available, we were able to chat with Shankar on the phone about the project. Uh, without getting into specifics, the tone of the series should feel quite familiar. This is what he said. The show has a Game of Thrones vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty ambitious. Oh, wow. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a name to involve. Uh, that's the hype machine. I right. mean, oh, if, 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 if you want, you know, if you want to, you know, you want to give me those, like, uh, those hype words, those words that are going to kind of, like, get people's ears to perk up, you're going to, you're going to throw Game of Thrones out there. Yep. Yeah. That means um, literally nothing to me. Addy Shankar says, I'm personally Guarantee, I'm personally guaranteeing that this is going to be the best fucking video game adaptation ever to be made to date. I've seen it, and it's fucking amazing. Um, he's uh, from our previous chat. A few things still apply. They're still basing the story on the video game Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, and it's going to be a super R-rated take. Similar to anime like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, Ninja Scroll, and Young Justice. To put it simply, this shit is not for kids. Um, so, like, the only thing that I can tell you from Castlevania 3 is you got a Belmont guy. If I, if I remember right, Castlevania 3 was Trevor. And then you got, like, some thief, some spirit chick, and then Dracula's own son, Alucard, that you could be playing through and you can pick any of them at any time to go through any of the lines. Oh, I remember that game. It's yeah. the best yeah. one. It was really good. 
but I mean, it wasn't like crazy heavy on story. I mean, like you had these people and you just played as them. So I mean, they got a lot of room to to do shit. I just <laughs> the Castlevania expanded universe people are going to get real upset when this shit comes out. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> that was, I think that was about the last one I played. But I mean, anyway. I don't know. They they got a broad spectrum. They can do a lot of shit with it, but mm-hmm. to try to bring Game of Thrones in it—that's such a weird fit. I think no. I, I think. I mean, honestly, I think he just used that to to get <laughs> people to pay attention to this story. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. It's, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. But anybody who knows anything about the series, like that's such a weird fucking connection. Well, I know what you're saying. Like yeah. they're trying to get like your average person interested in it. It's yeah. just a weird well, comparison see, for okay. me. It makes sense to me for him to say that because, like, what has brought fantasy to the mainstream? Right. Game of Thrones. Like, people that don't watch fantasy or give a fucking rat's ass about fantasy are still watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he throws that out there and, like, you know, the media eats that up. And that's one of the biggest quotes that you read about this story is, like, okay, yeah, Eddie Shankar's promising Game of Thrones level. Right. You know, so anyway. Words are shit. He also did talk about – what are you thinking? You care? I have no stakes No opinion? No opinion? No. You never played a single Castlevania game? No. It's probably before my time. All right. Well, I mean, if the show's good enough, you should like it, too, I know. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take a chance on anything. I want to say the first one came out in 1987. You were alive. What's your excuse? <laughs> 87? I'm kidding. I just think okay. I I, I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of things working against this. Okay? Oh, I agree. There's a lot of things that are in its corner. Oh yeah. There's a lot of things in its corner. Number one, it's I love Warren Ellis. Uh, number two, I really enjoy what Andy Shankar's done. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, though, I'm not a big fan of video games. As far as like them being adapted into uh, TV and film, no, I'm with you there. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of vampires. I probably that's what I, I was just going to go to. Eighty percent of all vampire. Lore. That's what I was going to go to. I mean, that's the next thing is like vampires have been drugged through the mud. Yeah. over the past ten to fifteen years, hard. And yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I I went through seven seasons of True Blood, and I'd say about four of those seasons they could have just <laughs> thrown out the window, but the I stuck with Twilight it. Twilight jacked off. I know on all we got it. Twilight as well. Yeah. I mean, and so. before that the Anne Rice stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. I yeah. love the interview with the vampire, the yeah. first film. Oh, the first interview. I'm cool. not a fan of Anne Rice in general because I've read other books of hers, mm-hmm. but that's beside the point. But it's done by Netflix, and they generally do a pretty stellar job. Yes. Yeah, well, that's From true. what I've seen. Yeah, I haven't do. seen every single Netflix series. The animation's series. been pretty good, too. Like yeah. Voltron and Seven Deadly Sins. You were not They're a fan of the animation in Voltron. The actual animation? Yes, you were not a fan. Go yep. back and listen to that episode. Yes, you do. You shit on the animation in Voltron. That was good. And it's like from, I mean, it's from some really good animators, and yet you shit on it, and now you're saying it's good. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember seven different things, and I know it looked You good. waffling son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, Brian, it can either be good or bad. You know? Double my I don't fucking remember what Voltron is. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, Eddie Shankar, he's also promising a dark adult version of Power Rangers for Netflix that will also be animated. Uh, Shankar is calling it, quote, a complete retelling of the first three seasons of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series from the early 90s. And he's telling his fans uh, to, uh, that they can expect this series to be really fucking dark. Hmm. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is going to grow a dick. Yeah. And Harmon's jacking it off. Go, go Power Rangers. Hold on. Like, <laughs> like I, like, now this, I, I, 
this kind of gets me excited because like I've seen what he could do in that short. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And I loved it. Good. Now it's not going to be James Vanderbeek unless he's doing the voices. Yeah. And it's not going to be Katie Sackhoff unless she's doing a voice because this is going to be animated. But I'm actually really – is Saban going to be involved in this at all? Yeah, I mean, it seems really weird that well, they I mean, would allow that. They, they've got to sign off on it. I mean that's their property. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even really care about it being animated. If it was live action and R rated, mm-hmm. I'd be more interested. Yeah, yeah. Power Rangers animated seems kind of what's the point? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are reading the comic book now, the new comic book, and I guess it's supposed to be darker and a little bit more grown up and adult. I have no clue. Who's publishing that? Uh, no clue. Okay. Maybe, maybe Boom Studios. Mm. Probably Boom Studios. They yeah. get all those. Boom or Dynamite? I bet it's Boom. But yeah, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll let me wait for that first trailer. Yeah, I want to see Let it. me wait for that first trailer. I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. What's the timeline for this thing? When's it coming out? Uh, blah, blah, blah. He, well, I know that the Castlevania is going to be launching uh, in 2017 and then season two in 2018. They already uh, got greenlit uh, for season wow. two? Yeah. Well, he's, that's what, that's I what, mean, it's Game of Thrones. It needs more than one season. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't know. He, there's no, uh, there's no timetable on the, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, mm. oh, yeah. Cause he made that one up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about this next story, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, Kevin Smith is talking about a uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't have any of the rights to any of his other movies anymore. Well, that's really? – yeah. That, I mean uh, he ran into some issues. He was going to do another Mallrats. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be film. supposed to do Mallrats too. And uh, they ran into the rights issues. Um, so it was supposed to be a TV series, and I think that got shot down. And then he was going to do this, this Moose Jaws. I don't know when that's going to come out. Uh, but yeah, this, I think Miramax said it's a go, um, for, uh, this, this, I don't know. I, I mean, until, until they start filming, I don't believe this is going to come out either. I agree. There was so much Clerks 3 hype and yeah. everything. Yeah. It's hard to believe. But this is supposed to be kind of like making fun of all the, the reboots. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, yeah. this movie <laughs> is going to be making fun of reboots. So it, it just looks like it, and I, it just looks like it's probably just going to be more the same, unfortunately. I just haven't been too thrilled with his films as of late. Yeah, my stock in Kevin Smith films is <laughs> What comes out first, a uh, Kevin Smith uh, sequel or Bill and Ted 3? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I would say Gremlins 3. <laughs> oh, wow. I was going to say, can we add an option of who wants it? Uh, Oh, I want Bill and Ted three. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely. Good. That's a, it's like the big. I think like I think it's Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. It's like their passion project. They want this to be made. Oh, it's back on the news train this week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I mean, they've been developing this for years. I mean, uh, I, I, I wanted, wrote that shit off. Oh, I want it to happen. I, it's it, will it ever happen? I, I if it doesn't happen within the next couple of years, it'll never happen. Right. Yeah, I heard an interview with him, and he was talking about how he really wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Keanu does, but um, it's kind of like tied up with the studios right yeah. now, and there's really nothing that can and the be done. budget. They were, at, I mean, what they were wanting to accomplish with this thing was just like insane. Because it, at one point in time, I think it was Keanu Reeves or Alex Winter was in an interview, and they were like, "Okay, some, we're going to have a lot of time travel going on in this one," and they really screw things up to the point to, to the point where they go into time and like they get out of the phone booth or whatever they're in now, and it, they. Said it's just crazy. They said like you're gonna see like uh, dinosaurs, uh, Jesus playing baseball. Um, just like they've messed up the timeline so much that like dinosaurs live among men. Jesus is a baseball player. All these crazy things <laughs> happening in time. Seems a bit much. <laughs> it seems amazing. Is what it seems like. Yeah. It's 
seems awesome. And it seems it seems totally Bill and Ted. But it, they were talking about the budget that they came up with was like 150 million. Now, getting, yes, like getting your return on that. Oh. They're, they're expecting a lot of their fans from like the last movie came out in '91, uh, and I mean. Yeah. You know, I, is is this going to be another one of those like you know comedy properties that comes back like Dumb and Dumber that just doesn't live up to, you know, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghost, Ghostbusters as well. So yeah, yeah, you see that a lot. You look at the current like right now, like you know, sequels are hot. Yeah, you know, we're getting a lot of reboots. They're hot, but they're also not making their money back a lot of the time. But really, if you compare them, like Ghostbusters is a way bigger property than Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sells itself, which is where I kind of feel like they fell flat. Like they tried to depend on the name itself to push that instead of actually like giving us a really, really kick-ass story. I liked it. I liked it more than you guys did. But still, like Bill and Ted, I, I think if they kept it simpler, it would probably be better. Lower that budget. Don't make it so much about well, they're gonna have to flashy fucking special effects and shit i think honestly i think what bill and ted needs to do is they just need to bite the bullet and do a netflix series that'd be good yeah i I agree i agree i see their problem though they have to spend a little bit of money because at the essence of the whole thing it is a science fiction story right so it's really hard to get the whole thing greenlit yeah let them keep the same cheesy ass fucking same shit they had back in the 80s and i agree i I want them to just redo the 80s yeah the '90s effects, I guess, is yeah. more accurate. Yeah, that'd be don't fine. dump a shit ton of money in it. Let it look bad on purpose. I, I'd be fine with that. You yeah. know, and, you know, but we also don't have George Carlin coming. back. I know, and that's a big bummer. But I think, like, if they introduced, I think it would be awesome. And a lot of people have said this. I'm not the first one to say it, but I think it'd be awesome if they had like Rufus's son involved, and it's like Louis C.K. C.K. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, that's great casting. Yeah, that's yeah, perfect. All right, guys, we're going to jump into uh, a fucking break here, you ooh, sons ooh, of fucks. That's yes. what we're going to jump into. Yeah, time. yeah we're going to let this break hit us in the pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to live this down. <laughs> no, you're not. That doesn't happen here. <laughs> pussy pounding breaks. Here we go. We'll be right back. <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Oh, shit. Did I, I hit fucking record? Yeah, I did. Here we go. Hey, we're back. Hi! <laughs> professional. Another quality yeah. break. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to NPR. <laughs> professional. All right, yeah. Uh, we're going to be jumping into some Marvel news. Marvel.
Marvel news. All right, I'm going to start off Marvel news with a Marvel email, uh, kind of. Uh, it's from uh, Benjamin Geis. I love this email. Listen to this. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for this new movie coming out. If you have and if you remember it, it might make sense. If not, watch it. Uh, he says, Leftovers, how awesome would it be if life – uh, this is the new movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, have you seen the trailers for this one? Yes. You have? I have not. Okay. No, me either. Okay. You'll get what I'm saying. Do you remember the trailer for I'm this? Not too much, but I do remember them too in a trailer. Okay. <laughs> it looks – okay. Basically in the trailer – and let me explain it a little bit. The trailer, it's uh, – they, they come across like the first life form and it looks like it's kind of like this – it's a space movie. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a space movie. And uh, it looks like they come across like the first alien life. And it looks kind of like a bacteria or like a virus or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like this uh, black goo or something. Oh, I, like I have seen this too. Starts taking over their bodies or whatever. And, yeah. uh, anyway, he says, uh, uh, how awesome would it be if life ended up being a secret Venom movie? <laughs> I know there's I know there's zero chance of this being the case, but the trailer is sick if you watch it with this thought in mind. That is kind of cool. Like this is the fucking origin of Venom. Yeah, I would I would applaud any risk like that. Yeah, where they, if they could keep a secret that fucking tight until opening night. Yeah, like I, I don't care what they'd show. That that, right. that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm down with it. I love that. But, yeah, watch it with that in mind, and it, it's very cool. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, guys, let's jump into – yeah, thank you for that email. It's the only one I'm going to thank uh, for emails this week. <laughs> that was a good email. It was, a, it was a great email. Um, let's see here. Yeah, more Benjamin, less everyone else. Is that a uh, Sony movie? The- I don't know if it's a Sony movie or not. <laughs> we need to look into that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's talk about the Iron Fist trailer. Uh, we got uh, our first look at Danny Rand uh, in an uh, Iron Fist. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? And I'm going to start off with. Uh, did everybody get to see this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, woo, Frank! You sound so excited. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I saw it. It looks interesting. I have a hard time seeing that guy as anything other than Loris Tyrell, which oh, is what he, he did so- before. He sold me in the first fucking five seconds of this. That's okay. He sold me in the first five seconds of this that he can play that he can play this character. See, I don't know anything about Iron Fist, so I'm looking at it from like a completely blank slate. God. It looks okay. These people that get hung but, up on they yeah, see, they see some they see one guy in one thing and they get so fucking goddamn hung up on that shit. Well, I'm not saying yeah. I hate it's it. It's not like I, it was this huge part either. And he looks so different. But in Frank this. does this he all the time. He sounds very, very different. Yeah. Frank does this all the time. Like, <laughs> like when, 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 fuckers. when Ezra Miller was cast as the Flash, he's just like, I, I just can't see it. I just can't see I've it. I've never seen Perks of Being I saw, a Wallflower. You know, well, he's not flashing that either. But like, I know. this kid's talented and he's got fucking range. I think he can handle playing this part. Anyway, so okay. yeah, okay. So he can't play any. So this guy sucks. No, no, no. I didn't say <laughs> it sucks. I, it looks, it looks okay. It looks good. I, I honestly have my hopes a little tempered because I tried to watch Luke Cage and I have not finished it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I need to go back and watch that before this comes out. See, his statement would make sense. If they cast, like, if they cast as uh, Iron Fist, they cast, like, fucking Dustin Diamond, who played Screech. Oh, <laughs> then, I would, then I would be like, you yeah. know what, Frank, I, I think oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I can't see any, I can't see him as anybody else but Samuel Screech well, Powers. To be, honest, to be honest, I had the same problem when I first started watching the Flash TV show, because yeah. I used to watch Glee. Yeah. And he, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name, you'll know. Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. He was in Glee before he was the Flash. Yeah. Oh, I can't see him so, as anybody else but that guy singing the songs. <laughs> well, when he was first cast, it was like, what the fuck are they thinking? But then after I watched it, it was perfectly fine. It was great. Gosh. Yeah, Professor X it's in the X-Men movies. Just, he's always Captain Picard. <laughs> 
<laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is only going to be that guy in yeah. which side? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'm aware of is you got all the backlash about how they You're a broken cast. record, Frank. No, they didn't. You got You're a broken record. You look on the internet and you hear all the backlash about how they didn't cast an Asian actor in this Well, part. he's not an Asian. Because the character isn't the Asian. The character's not Asian. He's I think not? No, he's I, not. No, he's not. Okay. Danny Rand is not know. Asian. Yeah. I don't know nothing about Iron Fist. Well, it's apparent. But, um, you know. <laughs> no, I, I would have been happy if they would have cast an Asian. Uh-huh. But they didn't, and that's fine. I mean, but yeah, I'm not saying that's a big problem for me. It's I know. Just, I look at it, and the first thing I think of is Loris Tyrell, and it's not like I pigeonhole him as that character. But I look at him like it's Loris Tyrell. Yeah, well, I, I I'm just throwing. I'm it out. tasting the. I'm Within tasting the first the trailer. five to ten seconds that Loris was thrown. Loris Tyrell up. was a badass knight. So if you see badass knight when you that. look at him, that's awesome. I don't have anything bad to say about it, but I mean, it's a trailer. It shows <laughs> wow, me a lot of Loris Tyrell there. <laughs> Here's the he thing. was a badass. He was a badass. Hashtag Team Loris. There's a lot of shit that I'm sure that speaks to people who read the comics and know shit about his backstory and stuff. They're like, oh, this was this person from something, or we're going to get this. I don't know any of that. So I don't know what I'm going to get with I it. Can't I can't see. It looks like a bunch of martial arts, and I'm cool with that. It, I taste the trailer. I can't see you as anybody else but the guy who says the wrong things all the time. So I guess I... <laughs> isn't, I isn't it a miracle that I ever got married and had kids? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I know, right? Like, that was like a fucking like lightning in a bottle. There. All right. Hey, can uh, uh, somebody else, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a taster for me. It was a taster for <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. It's your reasoning for hey, tasting it's not that got It's not the fact Jesus. that you tasted it that God. anyone was upset. Right? Yeah, that's not it. No, it's 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 it's, it's, it's the fact that like any time you see another act, like you see an actor, you've only seen one other thing. When they take on a different role, you can only see them in that original role. It's just the only thing I've ever seen him. Uh, you remember? Uh, I don't know this guy in this new movie when he when he played Thug Number Two. Yeah. In, no. Yeah. When he played Thug Number Two, I can only see him as Thug Number Two. Yeah. In random action movie. Well, yeah. Cause I love that fucking generic name. I, I taste the movie completely different reasons than Frank. Um, because I only see Rosario Dawson from that character in <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> no, no. But I don't know. It's just, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was a little bit bland for a trailer and could have been a little bit more exciting. Yeah. It, it was enough to make me want to watch the show. But sadly, the most exciting thing about the trailer was when they have a font telling me that the character is the final defender. Yeah. And my hype, yeah. my hype for seeing kind of the the end of all this you know is bigger than wanting to see this show yeah i'm like just ready to get to the event at this point kind of yeah so i I taste it i'm gonna get i'm gonna get to you michelle i'm gonna jump in here real quick okay yeah i yeah it started off i was like cool man uh they're rebooting arrow all right (laughs) (laughs) so guy's been gone for a long time comes back to take over his company again that's cool (laughs) oliver queen um, and then it turned into like, uh, E.T. with martial arts. I was like, all right. All right. Yeah, not only is a finger glowing, but his whole fucking fist and he's kicking ass. I don't know. I'm going to give it a taste of it as well. I yeah. mean, this is, uh, I, and I'll be honest with you. I 
still haven't finished Luke Cage. I'm six episodes in. I gotta knock him out. I mean, yeah. I'm moving really slow on that. I mean, here I am still watching Voltron Legendary Defender, <laughs> for crying out loud. I'm moving March 17th, slow. the shit's coming quick. You make me want to toss it with the E.T. comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was coming. It, as long yeah. as he doesn't say ouch when his fist blows, I'll be good, I'll be good to go. This <laughs> program is brought to you by Reese's Pieces. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now all we need to do is see the motherfucker in a hoodie and somebody's basket on their bike. That'll be the company that Danny Rand owns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I give it a taste. I, there was nothing uh, horrible in this, and there was nothing just too like mind bending or mind blowing. Yeah. What did you think, Michelle? I think it's a taste it as well. Um, I was excited to see Madame Gao in this trailer, and also the Night Nurse. And um, Netflix has done a really good job with their Marvel series. I haven't watched Luke Cage at all. Yeah. But Jessica Jones is one of my favorite shows. So good. Yeah. And Daredevil season one, I just watched rewatched last week. That was great. I'm getting into rewatching season two. I didn't finish that at all, mm. but I am ramping up to watch Iron Fist so yeah. I can be fully, yeah, knowledgeable. Yeah, because they all kind of tie in with one another in one way or another. I, Rosario Dawson's kind of like the linchpin of all this. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's Agent everywhere. Coulson of the first five exactly, yeah. yeah. Marvel movies. I'm, I'm basically rewatching because I am waiting for the new Jessica Jones, and I just wanted to get caught up. And then I hear about Iron Fist, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah. coming out soon. Oh, it's next month. Yeah, well, you're gonna Good get time to Jessica Jones with all the other characters before you get more of her. I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to get the, all the characters together in one series before you get a Jessica Jones oh, series, too. Oh, that's disappointing. I yeah. want more Jessica Jones now. I want more David Tennant, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, because that's what you're getting. After um, Iron Fist, we're getting Defenders. Did you guys hear that? No Kingpin and uh, Punisher at all? Is no, I didn't like? hear that. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a guarantee, like, you know what I mean? But I, that's the rumor I'm hearing, that we're probably not even going to get an appearance of uh, hmm. the Punisher, of uh, Kingpin. Hmm. Well, we'll see. They kept that shit pretty well hidden for Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right with that, though. Like, use them sparingly. Oh, sorry. Spoileramas. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Let me drop that spoiler warning. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's see I didn't keep it very hidden. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that drops. uh, When's this drop? March 17th? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to be trashed. <clears throat> no, it's shit. Same day as Beauty yeah. and the Beast. What else is new, Frank? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is St. Patrick's Day, too? I think so. I think it's the 17th. Oh, oh yeah. You're probably right. It's a Friday. They always mm-hmm. Netflix series always drop on a Friday. Uh, guys, we've all wanted to see Hugh Jackman don the uh, traditional Wolverine costume with the mask since day fucking one. Uh, <laughs> here we are 17 years later, and we're still no closer <laughs> to that ever fucking happening until maybe now. Yes, there was the... Uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. There was the deleted scene uh, in the uh, of the costume reveal in the Wolverine when he opens up the the case, and we yeah. see it was a deleted scene that didn't even make it into the into the actual film. <laughs> but now, in a tweet, Hugh Jackman posted a picture of a black and yellow suited Wolverine figure, uh, and the tweet was titled "The Original." Guys, is this a hint that we will finally, after 17 years of begging and pleading to Fox to make this happen, are we getting it? I still say no. <laughs> I, I think at this point they're saving it for the reboot to give it some excitement. Okay. I don't think we're going to see Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in the, in the costume. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a new, the next actor. It'll be his face that you'd you'd get if it was Jackman. Let me yeah. throw this out there. I was listening to the Supercast with my buddy Jordan and Joe Vitale, mm. and uh, Joe brought up a really interesting point. He's like, I don't think that we're going to get to see him like in this movie like as Logan wearing this. But what if there is a flashback, whether it be one of Professor X's memories or Logan's memories, where they do show him. Don- the costume. 
if we see it, that's the way we'll see it. All right. We're not going to see old man Logan in the costume. No. Yeah. It'll uh-huh. be in some kind of flashback capacity. Yeah. So, agree. Okay. All right, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just can't even picture that him in that fucking outfit. Oh, it'd be amazing. You think so? Oh, yes. Have you have you not seen the video game where they actually have Hugh Jackman in the costume? No. It was the Wolverine, uh, the Origins video game. I played yeah. the trailer, but that I didn't. That game was fucking awesome. And I played the, the trailer. I didn't play the actual game. The game is amazing. Fuck, God You can probably, it. like, get on, like, YouTube and, like, watch the, like, the gameplay of it. Yeah. But they, they, they actually have, like, the, the characters modeled after Hugh Jackman, and they put him in the costume, and it looks great. Fuck. Yeah, I mean that you should be able to pick that up like on Xbox 360 for 5 bucks at GameStop. I'm sure. Guys, uh MCU Exchange is reporting that a certain character might be returning to the MCU. Here's the article. While fans are eagerly anticipating next year's Avengers Infinity War, more production news has surfaced with executive producer Kevin Feige confirming that Thanos will be the focus of the film. No shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is the dumbest dumbest fucking dumbest news This just in Spider-Man's going to be in the Spider-Man movie. Well, it's the dumbest fucking. It was all over. No shit. There's like articles. I'm, I'm reading articles all over the That's place. Like, crazy. oh, guy, uh, Thanos is going to be the main villain in oh, Infinity War. Yeah, first oh, time a movie focuses on a villain as the main character. <laughs> oh my gosh. Secrets. Yeah. Oh my. Brian looked down in the shower and saw a dick. I mean, it's like <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, it's just dumb. <laughs> Anyway. Sometimes for fat folk, that's a good surprise. Uh, Frank. <laughs> uh, let's see here. That Josh, uh, Thanos will be. Years. Frank, we're not talking about raping boys. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, the, the Feige confirmed that Thanos will be the focus of the film. It's no surprise, uh, that the holder of the, uh, reality gem, uh, the collector will be appearing. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, in a recent Instagram live stream, Brolin revealed that he will be filming scenes with Chris Pratt uh, and Zoe Saldana, uh, Gamora, as well as Dol- as well as Dor- uh, Del Toro. So they basically he was not confirmed for this movie, and the video where he revealed this was deleted right after the after he posted it. Mm. So, and they did find an image of Del Toro hanging out in Atlanta early this week. And that's where they film all these. There's been tons of speculation that he's going to be in this. So, I, you know, I, 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 I honestly feel like what happened was I thought that I felt like maybe they wanted him to come come back for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, but with his contract contractual obligations to Star Wars Episode Eight. Del Toro couldn't do it. I think it's a happy accident, though, honestly. I think it works better this way, that we, we don't see him again until he matters with Thanos. With the one, gems. And he gets a gem and whatnot. Yeah, right. I think sense. it may be a little bit of collector overkill if we see him in two Guardians movies and I then again that. in Infinity War, where now it'll be exciting to see him yeah. again. I completely agree with that. Huh? Okay, so basically the person in... Okay, the MCU is comprised of basically you know our Avengers films. And we've got our Guardians films. Yep. Guardians, we've gone real cosmic. And then, like, with the other films, it's been more Earth-based. Mm-hmm. Even yep. with Doctor Strange, even yeah, though yeah. we've gone to the cosmic level. Right. So the thing is, it's like, I think, like, Thor probably knows the most about the gems for the characters on Earth. Right, Agreed. Yeah. Okay? Um, with him being of Asgardian descent, he, he probably knows more about that. And his father, 
owned the gauntlet. Is yeah. that a thing? Was that a thing? Did that really happen? Uh, or did they I actually take that out I of the canon? I can't confirm that if that's canon or not. Okay, I don't know either. I wonder if by the time Infinity War comes out, if Doctor Strange isn't the character that knows the most about the Infinity Gems yeah. on the Earth-based characters. Yeah, I, I understand, but I feel like the, the reason that they would introduce the Collector into this one is because, not only because, you know, does 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 he have the gem? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he was still in the possession of that at the end of the Guardians okay. One. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, w- I was thinking, like, yeah. Well, I was thinking for just a moment that maybe they went to him for information about the gem, but maybe I don't know. Which gem do- does the collector have? Supposed reality gem. Yeah. Okay. Is that? I think that's what this article said. I think that's correct. Yeah. I, I bet Thanos kills the collector. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Might as well. Just more more ways to establish Thanos as mm-hmm. a badass motherfucker. I can't see him trying to broker a deal with them. That lessens his power. Yeah, exactly. He probably doesn't have the information he quite wants, and right. that's the end of the collector. That'd yeah. be my guess for that seed. Yeah. So it, it looks like uh, it looks like it's a slip up that he wasn't supposed to let anybody know. But it looks like the collector is going to come back. I'm so, excited to see it. Yeah. I am too. It makes sense. Uh, my Entertainment World is claiming that they have a synopsis for the next X-Men film, rumored, rumored to be titled Supernova. Mm. Uh, production is supposed to start in June of 2017. Here's a synopsis. Gathered together by Professor Charles Xavier to protect a world that fears and hates them, the X-Men had fought many battles, been on adventures that spanned galaxies, grappled enemies of limitless might, but none of this could prepare them for the most shocking struggle they would ever face. One of their own members, Jean Grey, has gained power beyond all comprehension, and that power has corrupted her absolutely. Now they must decide if the life of the woman they cherish is worth the existence of the entire universe. Thoughts on this, guys? I mean, it doesn't sound like they're abandoning. Um, it doesn't sound like they're rebooting this at all from no, from from no, this, no, right? I mean, uh, this sounds like like the last film, Apocalypse. They, yeah. they teased, you know, going Dark Phoenix. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to buy into this stuff too. Like, it's any of us could have wrote this synopsis. It yeah. kind of feels like it's a real generic synopsis. Yeah. If they're not going to reboot it, I'm happy that they would be doing a story about Jean Grey because she's my favorite X-Men. So I would be really excited about seeing this. But it's kind of like bittersweet because they already fucked up the Phoenix once. And I, if they would just stick to the fucking story that's in the comics, it'd be fine. But they're not going to do that. Yeah, that story's way too convoluted to do in a theatrical picture. I'm not saying the story's <sighs> bad, but right, it's but just nothing that you could accomplish in a fucking two-hour movie. I agree with that, which in case... You kind of want to avoid it instead of trying to mash it in and trying to make it make sense. I, I'm ready for them to reboot, guys. I am with you. I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired. I, I've got X-Men fatigue at this point. Like, Deadpool's doing – it's hitting on all cylinders for me. And it I can mean, be its own thing. I want it to be its own thing. Yeah. Well, Michelle did say if if we're going to get another Singerverse movie, she'd want to see the Jean Grey thing. I'm I absolutely – here's I, the thing. is like I'm with her. Like, the first comic I ever read – was right in the middle of the fucking Dark Phoenix saga when she went and uh, was with... Oh, what is that group of people? <sighs> I can't think of the them. The Shi'ar? Is that who she No, not the Shi'ar. Uh, the people that tried to control her. I can't think of the name of them. They had the group of people that made Wolverine like weigh like a thousand pounds and he went through the fucking concrete. God damn it. I can't think of the name of them. Mm, crap. Instruction to you on it. Anyway, it was like right in the middle of the Dark Phoenix saga. That was the first comic I read, so like it's like really important to me, and I love that shit when they did it with the X Men like TV, TV series because they did good there. 
but they they did so bad with it in X Men Three. And I just feel like they're going to shit on it again. I agree. I, I thought they did a terrible job with her in the original X-Men series. But um, I'm willing to give this a shot. Oh. I'm optimistic. I feel like I've been punching the ball so many times, I'm leery of getting it again. Yeah. That name is so terrible, too. X-Men Supernova. Yeah, that yeah. does sound I, Yeah, I don't know if that's the final <laughs> title they're going to go with. Let's um, use the Human Torch's power as a name. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think that they should just put this on. I think they need to put X Men proper on the shelf for a little bit mm. and kind of flesh out this Deadpool X Force universe. Yeah, and then give us a new mutants movie, and then maybe circle back to this and figure out like what they're gonna do. It's it's there's so many stories that they can draw from. Why go back to this so quick? It's the yeah, I agree. It, it's the perfect time to kind of like let this kind of die out in my Let opinion yeah because you've got hugh jackman talking about leaving and they don't really have anything to tie him to this anymore unless mm-hmm. unless they're so fucking hell-bent on having mcavoy and fassbender come back at those care as those characters which i'll be honest with you i loved what they did for the time that they did for the two movies that they made really well mm-hmm. um they made two mo- first class was fantastic but i feel like they're just running into the same problems every movie and it's the same story and i get it that that's the x-men but they either need to have magneto be evil or have him be good right they he can't ne- toe the line constantly it's, he's constantly towing the line and yeah, it was and, silly and, in apocalypse in apocalypse yeah. it just got ridiculous it did i mean is he good is he bad i mean have him choose a side for a while mm-hmm. you know just for a while like i'd love to see him be good for a while but just have him choose a side but like i think like this is the perfect time for them just to leave that on the shelf for a little bit expand your your deadpool universe yeah. let's let's make an x-force film let's do this new mutants movie and then let's circle back to this look a little bit like what marvel has done pick from some shit that's not so popular you got a lot of shit you could draw from you don't have to go back to the same well so many times hellfire club that's it sorry <laughs> I remember. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! I get there. I get there. Yeah, but it doesn't like from this synopsis. Like, if this is the route that they're going, it does not sound like they're going to be doing a reboot. No. Um, I think we're going to get some news pretty quick on what's going on with the Singerverse. I think within yeah. the next six months to a year, if not less, we're, we're going to have a definitive answer to what the next movie is going to be with the X Men. Probably three to six months after Logan comes out, because mm-hmm. they're going to want to try to catch some fire there. Yeah, I think we're going to get, by the end of the year, we're going to know what the future of the X-Men is going to be. I agree. going to be like. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Feige was meeting uh, with the press during set visits for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and he was fielding some questions, and he used it as a way to address concerns about Marvel villains. It's been a complaint that I've had with the films, um, that uh, the villains are just kind of like there, and they're disposable at times. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what he said. He says, well, I mean... It always varies, but it always starts with what serves the story the most and what serves the hero the most. We've been criticized. If a big criticism of ours is that we focus on the heroes more than the villains, I think that's probably true. I don't think it will always be true, and I think some of you spoke to Chris and Steve at the Civil War junket. Um, he's talking about the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what the heck was that yesterday, last week? And they talked about it. In appropriately oblique terms, Thanos, Thanos in Infinity War is, you know, in a movie that has a lot of characters. You could almost go so far as to say he is the main character. And that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a departure from what we've done before, but that was appropriate 
for a movie called Infinity War. How does that make you feel? Number one, that he's recognizing and he's listening to fans that it's a problem that their villains have been kind of, you know, just kind of throwaways. They've been focusing on the hero a lot more than they have the villains Mm -hmm. and that we're not getting great villains. Um, and he didn't say that. I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. You're paraphrasing. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. But he, but basically saying like you know, we've heard these criticisms, and in this film, Infinity War, which you know, who knows how many characters are going to show up in this thing? A We're lot. hearing a lot of characters. But he's saying that Thanos could be possibly the main character. How does this make you feel? It makes me feel good. I like it. I mean, it's it's Thanos, so he deserves to be on the level as a Loki or a Kingpin as one of these great Marvel Universe villains. So. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy that he recognizes that this is this is something that he can't poo-poo. Mm-hmm. He's got to go all out with Thanos. He, he it can't be a throwaway villain. It's they've been building up to this. I'm excited about it because it tells me that hopefully they're going to break from the Marvel formula, and you're not going to see like an Age of Ultron kind of thing with this. Like it's going to feel like a true event with a different perspective and some different things that we haven't seen before. So I like the idea that he's mm. acknowledged this. And if anybody's going to actually deliver on this, it's not like DC saying, oh, this movie's going to be different. If he's saying it's going to be different, it's probably actually going to come true. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's not hyperbole. And I hope we really are going to see a majority of this movie through Thanos's eyes. Because I think that's a really cool, unique way to have all these characters in this movie. Like, one of my biggest concerns about this movie is juggling the 50 fucking characters, you know? Mm -hmm. And now, if he's not pulling my leg, if Thanos is the main character, then it all kind of comes together for me, and I actually really like it. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to have all these different characters. It's not that they're all going to be in the same room together. It's that we're going to be following Thanos' journey and him encountering all these different heroes in his quest for fucking universe domination. That's what we need to see. Yeah, You're agree. absolutely right. Yeah. So I'm You're pumped. absolutely right. I mean, I, I, but I want everybody to kind of like have their moment, but I mean, this is, I mean, Infinity, the Infinity War, that's, that's Jim Starlin's character of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it should be like, honestly, if we're getting real here, we should have Adam Warlock in this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. But, um, maybe end game. You still never know. Yeah, you never know. But I mean, I, I want to, I, I can't wait to see this film. I, I just, I've, I've also had that same concern, Jake, that they're juggling how many characters in this movie. Yeah. I yeah. want everybody to have their moment. You know, I don't want anybody left with like, oh man, I didn't get, you know, like, oh, my favorite character is like, you know, are we going to, is Captain Marvel going to show up in this thing? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, but this is going to be like her first movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's how they introduce Spider-Man. Right, I, I know, but you, but it's how they introduce Black Panther. I know, but we're yeah. also getting the Guardians of the Galaxy in this. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. But I think the Thanos POV is is a really cool way to do that. And it's entirely possible too that after we actually watch Guardians two, we might have a better idea of how they might fit into this as a piece, as opposed to like its own thing. Well, James Gunn says no Thanos though. Well, right, but still, they could still set the stage without having him in it or even having him mentioned, like with where they end up in the film. Hmm. All right, uh, let's move on into... That's all I got for Marvel news. Uh, Let's move on into our DC news this week. Last night, Batman (laughs) destroyed my vagina. 
And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, you fucking pieces of shit. That goddamn Batman. <laughs> First, it's really easy to destroy DC News, I gotta tell you. Not, not a hard task. I got a uh, got a DC email here from Jay Poe. Hey guys, I wanted to get your thoughts on something I was thinking about. Uh, Greg Berlanti said in an interview uh, a couple months ago that he was hoping to find ways to start bringing Batman into the Arrowverse, uh, which got a lot of people uh, like myself excited. Here's what I'm wondering. Uh, knowing that Arrow is very talented at bending the rules of comic book characters and changing some of their characteristics while keeping their overall character intact, is it possible that we could get a reference or maybe even an appearance by Tim Drake? On the show as Diana's brother, I think it would be amazing if she made a reference to having a brother who has also worked with a vigilante. Um, it wouldn't strictly follow the comic book, but it sure would be fun. What do you guys think? Holy fuck. That was the biggest who cares email I've ever heard. <laughs> I took a lot of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to defer to you guys. I've never seen Arrow. I mean, I, that's. No, I mean, I, I watch all the DC shows except for Arrow. But like, this is just fan fiction, man. I mean, watch if, Gotham. If <laughs> if I mean, I I. They're gonna go there probably. I can't speak as to Arrow. I I honestly felt like. I personally, for a while, was just thinking that they could do a uh, a Superman show and then just have Batman come into that every once in a while. That would make more sense than this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just I, fucking watch Gotham, guy. Yeah. No. Watch, need to watch something. There's Batman shit everywhere. There's no, no shortage of Batman shit. I dropped That's off. A good I point. I dropped off a Gotham like four episodes. I only had like four episodes left in the second season, yeah. and I'm just like. Why are you watching this? I'm just yeah. I'm not having a good time with it. I barely made it that far. Oh, but if I, but if, but if people, what I'm going to hear from people now is like, "Hey Brian, you need to stick with it. It gets better." It's like fucking Agents of Shield. It gets no. Better. It gets better. This shit can be attached to stuff that you like and still suck. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, I, dude, I don't know, man. That would be awesome. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh guys, Lena Headey uh from uh, Game of Thrones. Um what about her as Catwoman? She's interested, it sounds like, I guess. I don't know. Uh, oh, my somebody God. Somebody tasted it. I don't know. Somebody tweeted her. I don't know. Like, this is an article, and I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I read it. I read it. Yeah. It, it. Here's the thing. is like the biggest bullshit thing anybody's going to say that I would say is she's, <laughs> she's too old. Like, Terry Crews is too old to do certain shit. I can only see she's her. She's not that old. Yeah. She's in her Frank can only, no, yeah. Frank no. can only see her. No, no, no. no. Oh, God damn it. Drinking wine. No. How could Catwoman fucking steal diamonds no, when no, she's no, drunk no. all the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to fall off the fucking building. Cersei manages to get by. Guys, no. I can only see her as Cersei Lannister. No, 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 no. It's not that. And it's not like I would really like. It is that. It, I wouldn't really sign up for the whole she's it's too old that. thing. It depends on how she <laughs> – no, it depends on how she's, like, depicted. But – I mean, look at – no, hold on. Look, at, look see, at our Batman. How I, old is our Batman? I don't see Lena Headey as doing, like, fucking flips and shit and being as physical as, like, what Catwoman would be. That's the only thing. Yeah, I bet she's younger than Ben Affleck. 
Okay, but I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I would see How Lena Headey. Be- think she is? She's in her early forties. You can't see her doing like flips and stuff like that. I mean, I see her being more cerebral in anything that she does. It's not like I don't see her doing. Yeah, like she shit. fucking she's yeah. like walking around with a goddamn cane on the screen. I'll let you in no. on a secret. No matter who they cast, they're not going to be doing their own flips. I understand. <laughs> I, understand I understand that, but My I see Le- any role that Lena Headey has, it's going to be like manipulating. It's going to be presence it's it's not going to be why any can't she be a, a mentor to all these other ladies i think that'd be that'd be kind of cool she could do mentor stuff but yeah, I was being like well did you did you before before you watch dr strange did you think tilda swinton would be p- pulling off magic moves and fighting uh you know as well like, that was what the trailers depicted you loved her in that movie so shut i did the hell like up, her i did okay? like her quite a bit in that movie all right so yeah. no i i i see somebody <laughs> trying to cast catwoman as like a, a physical role, somebody who you would believe going around doing all these acrobatics, and I don't see Lena Headey pulling that off. I see anything Lena Headey doing as being more cerebral, more manipulative. I don't see her doing relying upon like physicality. I feel like the Catwoman character has both traits, though. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I, see, I, I'm not familiar enough with it. I just, I just don't see that. Michelle, do you want this character? Do you want uh, Lena Headey as Catwoman? Do you like it? I like the idea. I'd love to watch her and do anything. You just can't see her flipping around, right? <laughs> it's not going to be her. So. The shit. Catwoman wears a mask, and that's a stunt woman. I understand that. But I, I just see. I, I see, didn't know if you knew I that see her more as like a, like a cerebral Catwoman, like you know, play, playing chess against Batman. You know. Ow. Again, uh, maybe, I'm talking about the actor you know, herself. So be, <laughs> beating him in some time Sudoku, mm-hmm. you know. I, I see Catwoman as being someone who is. Not only seductive, but also aggressive physically. Like a poison ivy? Could you mm. see her as a poison ivy? Yeah, more so than Catwoman, just because of the lack of acrobatics. And I, Why are we listening to this asshole? I feel like I, I completely disagree. Yeah. The point, Why are we even listening to this? Like, we're trying to... I don't even care. I don't even care to understand your point. Yeah. I don't care. She's in her early 40s. She's not going to be pulling off, like, the fucking physicality shit. Believe that they're going to put I don't think she's that. God, she's in her early phones. Everyone's getting their phones out. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a hag. I'm not sexist and I'm not ageist. She's too old. She's not 13. <laughs> she's younger than Tilda Swinton. I understand that, but Tilda Swinton wasn't doing like fucking backflips and shit. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. <laughs> she had magical right. powers at least. Yeah. Well, that's something. Yeah, Lena Hetty. She can just... <laughs> She can be the next professor. She's 43. Just I don't her. see her as being a 43. Catwoman. 43. Let's just put her in a wheelchair and send her to the fucking, <laughs> send her to the goddamn nursing home. Moving on. Fucking put, put all her fucking food in the blender. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, <laughs> get her her pills. Get her some Depends. She's done. She's done. Have fun e- eating your fucking yogurt, you and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, maybe shitting, shitting your britches. She could be doing ads for dead teens. Maybe, maybe she could be the next fucking Madam Web or Aunt May or something. No, she can't be Catwoman. <laughs> All right, Justin Kroll. It was anyway. Somebody tweeted at her and asked her. They said, "Why aren't you playing Catwoman yet?" And she's like, "Because I can't do the flippity bullshit." <laughs> and I'm too old. And I'm old as fuck. Fucking prehistoric. No, she said, "Why the fuck am I not?" But no, no, Ben Affleck around the same age, he can do it though. You are a sexist, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't He's get to say. He's supposed to be a grizzled, angry Batman. He's still jumping around, acting like an asshole. I don't read comics. The only thing He's I know Catwoman is being young and doing all 
sorts of physicality shit. So no matter That's how old Batman gets, Catwoman stays the same age. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> I broke right there. God. All right, Justin Cole from Bro- All right, all right, all right. Justin Kroll from Variety, he recently tweeted after he... Frank... I'm already going to fly him. Oh, God. It's like, you know, I like I envision like what we're going to get from the show. And in the responses I get sometimes. Wild card, motherfucker. You know, I'm not, an, I'm not an ageist. I'm not a sexist. But I can't see her doing anything. You know, I basically just see her sitting back and thinking thinking about shit. Yeah, no, hold on. You shut the, shut the fuck up for a goddamn second. Hold on. Shut the fuck up, Frank. For one hold, second. Hold on. Yeah. Let me get this out. You're talking about how you can't oh no, how you can't separate characters from like what they are. She's a cerebral character in Game of Thrones. You're saying the same fucking thing about her that you say about everybody else. You're just trying to do it in a more cerebral way. Like <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I pigeonhole actors. You do. Yes, you do. You do. Cersei I can't deny that. All right, Cersei's just like this uh cerebral character that's like always trying to think one step ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And now you're doing the same thing with her here, saying that she can't do any of the physicality stuff. At one point okay. she was badass fucking Sarah Connor doing all kinds of fucking physical shit. Yeah. I, she was the main villain in Dread, and she was pretty fucking awesome in that. How movie. long ago was that? Oh, yeah, I mean, Dread, that's... Not Judge Dread with Stallone. I'm talking Dread from, like, fucking 2012. It was fucking five years ago. Anyway, Justin Kroll from Variety recently tweeted that Frank <laughs> Hammer's a fucking moron. I happen yeah. to agree with she him. She wasn't 43. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was thinking that, like, she's she wasn't, 38. She wasn't she dead. She wasn't 40 <laughs> yet, motherfucker. Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. You have 40 and you die. <laughs> That's horrible. No, no, you're, you're, you're worse than, you're worse than Hugh Hefner with his wives. Probably! Once they get, you know, oh, oh, she's not 25 anymore. It's time to, time to get rid of this I didn't one. Say that. Time to get the new model. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, you hear that, Lena Hattie? Frank thinks you're too old. You're too okay, old. real quick. Who, what's the name of the chick who does all the Resident Evil movies? Mia Jovovich. Okay. Yeah. I too would, old. No, I'd be willing to bet. She's too old for the training. No, I'd be willing to bet she's she's a <laughs> fucking Yoda over she's here. She's about fucking equivalent in age. She's probably late thirties, very very early forties. But everything I've seen of her, yeah, but she's Mia, doing Mia all this shit. She's dumb as fuck. She can't do yeah, she can't shit. Say that. Right, say the same that thing. That, 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 that Mia no. Jovovich, I can't see her in like yeah. a. No, I'm used to seeing her she playing like a, a telepath kind of role. Yeah. No, she's a dumb bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> God damn it. She can do the jumps to the flippity dudes. And then, <laughs> guys, guess who I am? My name's Mia Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> Right now. <laughs> uh, I gotta see a breakdown. <laughs> uh, okay. 
<laughs> All right, yeah. My stomach hurts. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we will finish uh, the DC news here. We just got to read it left. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's going to make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. All right, we are back. Okay. We've regained ourselves. Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> most uh, of us. <laughs> most of us have. I, I don't know. Frank's winding down, aren't you? You winding down a little no, bit? No, I'm good. Yeah, sleepy good? Frank. <laughs> no, I'm not sleepy yet. Lullaby. <laughs> You're getting sleepy. <laughs> you wish. Uh, you knew who else would get really sleepy after doing a bunch of flips? Probably Lena Hetty. Ready to go to bed. <laughs> one, one flip, and she's like, oh, oh, I need a nap. She's like, I, I usually don't flip after 8 o'clock. Damn it. Usually drink my warm milk and go to bed. <laughs> Wine. Get it right. All right. Uh, let's see here. A uh, little bit of a bat, uh, little bit of Batman news here. Justin Kroll from Variety recently tweeted after he was asked if the Batman rumors were correct, that it would be a complete rewrite. Uh, he put, uh, no, several sources already saying the new script came in this month and everyone, including Emmerich and Ben, are very happy with it. And then Mark For, uh, Mark Hughes, excuse me, from Forbes replied, my article actually said anything from big rewrite, rewrites to a new script, which I'm still hearing from several sources. So a little conflicting news there. Um, mm-hmm. do you think that with Ben Affleck departing, uh, the film's director that it would, I mean, we already, they're already talking about a complete rewrite after Rick uh, Fumiyawa left uh, The Flash that they're going to be doing a day one rewrite. Do you think we're going to get a day one rewrite here for the Batman? I do. I do. Especially with what we're hearing about Wonder Woman's Yeah, replay. but they're, they're pushing this 2018 release. Like, they're not budging on that. And I think that's a big reason why Ben Affleck actually left because yeah. he saw what, you know, the studio wanted from him mm-hmm. with this new movie that he came out. What was that, that, that new movie that came out that he did, uh, something or other that, yeah. that lost like $75 million? I mean, they pushed him to get that movie out. He directed it. He produced it. Um, you know, all these things. And it just, it was a bomb. And I felt like he just, he couldn't make the movie that he wanted to make. And, and now I, I felt like he he was getting in, falling into the same trap here with Warner Brothers. They would not budge on that 2018 release date, and he's this is just too much. Yeah, this is too much for me. I it can't handle like it. It's a recurring thing with WB. Yeah, scaring away directors with whatever demands they seem to have. Time frame, time frame, <laughs> yeah. make it fit. Yeah, Michelle McLaren left. Uh, she left the Wonder Woman film. Yep. Yeah. Flash directors too. Flash mm-hmm. direct. Flash directors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I feel like. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Mark Hughes here. That uh, I, I'm, I, I believe that there's big rewrites in store for the Batman. Even though Jeff Johns is still involved in this, yeah, I think like with a new director coming on, and we do have our new director, um, Frank. I don't know if this is gonna make you happy or not. When we talked about uh, who we would want to be a director for the Flash film mm-hmm. coming in, you said Matt Reeves, yeah, and I thought that was a great choice. Mm-hmm. They're getting Matt Reeves for the Batman. Okay. I mean, he's a great director. 
I can't knock him. Frank's like, I can only see mm-hmm. Matt Reeves doing oh, God damn it. Movies, <laughs> movies about monkeys. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he can only he can only handle Caesar. That's why we, he would have been great for Flash. Gorilla, Gorilla Grodd. Grodd. Oh, yeah. Grodd. <laughs> That's why it's ah, perfect. Ah, ah. You're absolutely right. Uh, he's a great director as long as he stays attached to it. I mean, it, it, it's okay. Do I have a lot of hope for it? Not so much because of how much bullshit DC's studio is right now? I, I, I think there's a couple guys that can kind of kind of spin gold into whatever. I, I feel like J.J. Abrams took Star Trek and he, he made that first movie so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like he came in, he just did gangbusters with The Force Awakens. Um, and I feel, like, I feel like Matt Reeves on the flip side, I think this guy... I think that he can keep the ball rolling, maybe even with Batman. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't think anybody could do Planet of the Apes justice. Right. I really didn't. And I'm not giving Matt Reeves all the credit here. I mean, the first movie was not even Matt Reeves. Completely different director. But I feel like, you know, he took on, he took on the franchise and he, and he made it his own. And I think the second movie was superior to the first. I agree. Yeah, I agree, I agree. with that. And I love the first, but I think the second movie is superior. I just feel like Matt Reeves, I, 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 I think that he can do it. If anybody can do it, he can do it. I think this guy is talented. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. It's a script that I kind of wonder about because, you know, they're going to try to shoot a horn that shit in instead of making it its own good story. I, I Yeah, I can agree with that. With yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm worried about any DC movie script. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping – I. I'm. I definitely think it's a step in the right direction, um, getting Matt Reeves – um, to step in there as the director, but on the flip side, if they're pushing for this 2018 release date, and if the, if Mark Hughes from Forbes is correct that they want big rewrites from this, I feel like th- this could be a movie that they just kind of like Frankenstein together. Yeah, yeah, wow, it's so crazy. 2018, like so that's so quick. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's gonna have to be late 2018. Yeah, like there's no way they can have this shit ready by May. I mean, yeah. this was supposed to be a release date of 2018, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. That's what they're oh, – this is insane. Yeah, DC's a mess right It's a recipe for disaster. I mean just, you know, push the movie back. Make a good fucking movie. Don't worry about the goddamn date. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, this was originally supposed to come out after Justice League Part 2. Right. But they put this on the fast track and they won't budge for it. I honestly think that Ben Affleck would probably have stayed on as director if they would have been like, hey, you know what? We just want you to make your movie. And we want you and Jeff Johns to be happy with your movie. Yeah, go at your pace. Go at yeah. your pace. And if we get this thing by 2020, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They're trying way too fucking hard still to be just like Marvel. Like, oh, we're going to have this then. And then you can look forward to this and this and this and how it ties together. Yeah. Fuck that. They need to do like they did just with Man of Steel and make a good one-off story and make the whole movie good. Don't worry about where it has to go after that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they're just pushing this whole universe onto us a little too quickly, mm-hmm. and I, and I get it. I mean, there, there's some people that love these these DC films, and uh, I I love what DC does on the TV side. I, I loved yeah. what they did with Man of Steel. I'm just I, I think that there are I just I, I wish I want DC to just come out with a movie that everybody loves. Yeah, and and, and uh, that everybody can be proud of. Yeah, they shouldn't be divisive. Yeah. Oh man, if the DC movie reboot button was in front of me, I would be jumping up and down <laughs> on it as hard as I fucking could. Yeah. Like it. Let's start over. Yeah. This shit's fucked. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. shit's fucked. Matt Reeves can't shave save this fucking shit. <laughs> oh man. Captain of the fucking Titanic, Matt Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. Going into Suicide Squad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you, Jake. I mean, 
as much as I respect Matt Reeves, yeah. going into Suicide Squad, David Ayer was coming off a movie that I loved. Yeah. I loved Fury. Saw it twice in theaters, guys. Mm. Loved it. And I thought if anybody can do like a team, it's going to be David Ayer. I mean, this guy, he's working with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. I mean, he's working uh, with all these different actors. And they worked with uh, the dude that played Shane uh, from Walking Dead, John Bernthal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's in that movie. I mean, he, uh, Logan Lerman. He's, he's got all these guys working together. And he did such a great job. And I'm thinking, like, if anybody can do a great team movie, it's going to be David Ayer. And what we got was just just a train wreck. Yeah. Just and, a fucking train wreck. And just all the conflicting reports from Ayer and the media and everything yeah. just left yeah. such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I just don't want to see this happen to Matt Reeves. Yeah. Right. DC, DC, uh, I guarantee you, man, they they, they got to be paying this guy. They must have showed up with a oh, dump truck yeah. full of money for this guy. Run away, Matt Reeves. <laughs> you just kind of got to f- keep your fingers crossed because – I mean, Suicide Squad, by its very nature, is an ensemble film. Batman v Superman shouldn't have been, but became an ensemble film. Mm -hmm. And the Batman, if they were smart, they would make it a Batman-centric story without having to have an arm and a fucking leg of everybody else in it. If they make a good Batman story, it could be good, but... Here comes the DC heartbreak, and you know that's not what they're going to fucking do. My dream would have been, my dream would have been for Jeff Johns, Ben Affleck to be able to just sit down in a writer's room and pound out a great Batman uh, movie, and maybe even do like Court of Owls. Give us that, give us that detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Instead, we're going to get probably junk. <laughs> a lot more action shit. Bat, bat junk. Guys, let's move on into some uh, Star Wars news. <laughs> What are Misa saying? You're supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, guys, starting off in uh, Star Wars news. Uh, Rosario Dawson wants to play Ahsoka Tano in a Star Wars movie. That's nice. Yeah, she's always night nurse to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not really going to see her on the big screen, though. You don't think? Oh, Ahsoka? Man. Here we go. Here we go. Ahsoka, the <laughs> fucking character. You're not going to see her on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rosario Dawson's. Oh, are you talking about the character? Yes. On the big screen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, Frank said something sensible yeah. there. God damn it. No, I, I thought you were talking about Rosario Dawson. No, I can't see sure her on the big say, screen. I made sure to say the character. Can't see her as a Jedi. God damn I've it. I've never seen her hold a sword before. God. You know? Damn. But now, now they're talking about her holding the laser sword? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know who the fuck she thinks she is. You know, she's a fucking nurse. She should be holding a scalpel. She should, no, she should be handing the scalpel to a man doctor. <laughs> no. God damn it. Hand, you, hand that scalpel over to, to Dr. Strange, you Jeez. dumb bitch. No, fuck that you guy. Can't, you can't fuck handle Dr. it. Fuck Dr. Strange. All right, anyway. <laughs> this, this was a fun story. I guess it's, it's cool that Rosario yeah. is a fan. Yeah. And that's nice to know. Yeah. Makes me like her a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we, we saw some of the fan art. I thought she looked pretty good as Ahsoka. I thought so, too. Yeah. This, this, this was a fun story. It's a nice little story. Now, for something uh, that I was really excited to hear, uh, this is the this is the, in the rumor mill right now. Tandy Newton from Westworld. Uh, she played Maeve in Westworld. Uh, she is being eyed for a role in Star Wars, the uh, Han Solo film, according to Variety. Uh, this makes me excited. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah, wow. nice. Hopefully they give her more than just like a little, like, 
five to ten minute roll. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah. they give her some meat. Yeah. Yeah, she can carry some shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You can't carry a sentence, but. <laughs> it's the whiskey, goddammit. <laughs> the sentiment was there, though. Jeez. All right, let's, let's just park all your thoughts at the door there. All right. Give me my keys. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Good thing Frank, we're maybe, home already. Maybe, maybe, yeah, no shit. I ain't got to go anywhere. I just want to sit the rest of this one out. No, I'm okay. Uh, People like me. No. Yeah, I, I don't. Jake, what do you think? Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. I hope they cast her. I, it'd be great exposure for her. Yeah. I want to see her do more things, so that would yeah. be great casting. A great role for her, too. I mean, for her to be a part of, uh, I mean, hold on. Like, if you're in Westworld and you're in Star Wars, if nothing else works out, you are set at <laughs> conventions for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, yeah no for shit. sure. For right? Sure. Yeah, she's good Definitely. to go. Uh-huh. And I mean, I can see your t- I can see your handling this. I think like Westworld was kind of like a big hit for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean she got to work like with a really insanely talented cast. Mm-hmm. I mean you're working with Ed Harris, you're working with you know Anthony Hopkins. I mean I think that her coming into this, I think that she's going to be one of the bigger bigger high profile actors involved in this. Yeah, I, I see mean that. you got Alden Ehrenreich. You know, I mean, he's really done nothing but Hail Caesar and maybe a couple other smaller things. I think, like, probably the biggest name in this thing so far is probably Donald Glover and maybe Amelia Clark. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Probably Amelia Clark. Woody Harrelson. Woody yeah, Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm coming up with some names oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> That's your marquee name. Yeah. There you go. I can't see him but anybody. <laughs> oh, God damn it. But Woody and Cheers. Yeah. Is he going to be serving drinks at a cantina? I was thinking Kingpin. For your information, uh, no. I hope I hope he's I hope he's Hans' mentor at the uh, cantina bar. You know, that'd be good. Just handing out drinks to everybody. <laughs> everybody knows his name. All right. Hi, Woody. Guys, uh, last thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put this fucking episode out of its misery. Shoot it in the fucking head. Shoot it in the fucking head. Uh, let's see here. Um, it's a it's a theory. It came from Reddit, uh, from Reddit, and uh, the title of the last, uh, not the last Star Wars film, but the, this next Star Wars film is the Last Jedi, Star Wars Episode Eight, the Last Jedi, and this theory is titled Snoke is the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Can't we just leave Snoke <laughs> the fuck out of everything? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of these theories. Hold on. I, well, you, here we go. Uh, it's submitted by Anakin Kardashian. On, uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of awesome. On Reddit. Uh, here's the theory. It was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool how we saw Jeddah in Rogue One. But was there also a strategic reason? What if we are supposed to get in the mindset that the Jedi Order is very, very ancient? In one of the most recent Star Wars novels, Palpatine sends someone to Jakku to uncover an ancient secret. In The Force Awakens, we see that Luke is looking for the original Jedi Temple. Uh, what's with the sudden obsession with Jedi history? In The Force Awakens novel, Snoke reveals that he is very old. But we don't know how ancient he is. Kylo Ren's lightsaber is confirmed to be an ancient version of the lightsaber. Where did he get it? Snoke? Now, keep in mind the title of Episode 8, The Last Jedi. What if we are learning about early Jedi because we are going to find out how different the ancient Jedi Order is? What if what we know as Jedi are not really Jedi after all? What if Snoke is the last Jedi in its original form? 
it makes sense that we are learning about early Jedi. It makes sense that Kylo Ren has this ancient version of the weapon. It makes sense that Luke went to look for the original Jedi Temple in order to learn about Snoke. Hmm. So at one point, Jedi weren't protectors. They were just all a bunch of power-hungry dickheads. Yeah. That seems like a lot to explain. And really flips the ideal of what a Jedi is supposed to be. Yeah. I I, I don't like it. The Snoke theory. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I think it, it's more likely that he would be the, the fucking first Jedi than the last Jedi, and I don't put any stock in that at all either. Right. Well, I, at okay. least that makes a little more sense. Okay. This right here, they said, you know, we don't know how ancient he is. J.J. Abrams, if we're to believe him, has mm-hmm. said that Snoke is a thousand years old. Yeah. Andy Serkis has also confirmed that about his character. Mm-hmm. So we at least know he's a thousand years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't take any any stock in this at all. I don't either. If no. he's a thousand years old, that's like before the fucking prequels and shit and everything. And, but you're saying yeah. it's part of a different formation of the Jedi. Well, yeah, but everything yeah. we've ever been taught about the Jedi, Snoke ain't fucking it. I don't see them trying to fucking. Well, hold on, hold like on, that. hold on. If <laughs> if if do, do, do the Sith not Sith, but the does does Snoke. And Kylo Ren know that Luke is looking for the first Jedi Temple. Because isn't – okay, six years before The Force Awakens, Luke is palling around with Kylo Ren. He's his Padawan at that time, right? Mm-hmm. His Jedi apprentice, correct, from Bloodline? Yes. Okay, so they're looking for these Jedi Temples, correct? Well, if this is the oldest Jedi Temple and if Snoke was a Jedi – wouldn't he know where Luke is right now? Yeah, 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 exactly. He must not know that Luke is looking for Jedi temples. Right. Because if this is like one of his temples on Octu, he would be like, okay, if Luke's, you know, he, yeah. when he, that's how they would find him, right? Yeah, right. let's, let's go check the temples. Right. Yep. <laughs> put some, put some men in each of these temples. Yeah. And just wait for Luke to show up and right. then hit us up on the old communicator. And right. <laughs> we'll hyperspace our asses on over there. I hope what I said made sense. No, no, no it did. Yeah. It did. I think it completely tore apart this theory. Okay. Right. All right. Fuck your theory. Yeah. Anakin I Kardashian. Tupperware the, the name, right? that name, though. Tupperware the name. Kardashian. My favorite Kardashian. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> see, that's all I got this week. with curly locks and a big ass. <laughs> all right. That, now that we ended it on that joke. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank stuff. you. Michelle, Jesus. did you enjoy your first episode? Of I really did. It was exciting. I apologize for Frank. You saw how the sausage has to. So you saw how the sausage was made. Are you are you sending it back to the kitchen? No, I I will, I will Tupperware it. Okay, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, this has been episode one seventy four. Uh, no emails this week. We're gonna read them next week, right? Yeah, we'll do them all. We'll do them all. Oh Every fucking God. email next Every week. Every fucking Holy email. Holy shit, that's all a right. big problem. Yeah, yeah, all of them next There's week. There's no movies next week, right? I don't think so. But I, I know in March we got a bunch. Coming our Jesus, way, yeah, right? We, we got Logan coming out yeah. in the, on the third. There's another movie coming out in the tenth that we got to review. What? What was coming out in the tenth? I know there's a big one. Oh, fuck, it's I, Logan and then something else, but I forget what it is. The very next week, there's another big movie that we got to talk about. I know there's another big movie. Yeah, you're right. Can't, can't remember. Think of it. Now you're fucking yeah. pissing me off. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Uh, look at him. Look at him. Going to the frantically phones. looking. Yeah, let's go to the Frantic. old upcoming. Yeah. The fuck February. Am I right? Yeah, what? Yeah, Lena. Kong, Kong, Kong. That's right. What's that? Kong, Kong. Kong. Yeah, Kong. There's another, there's another big movie coming out on the seventeenth. 
Oh, uh, that's Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? Beauty and the Beast, that yeah. Logan? Yeah. No, that's the third. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Beauty and the Beast. Power Rangers the week after oh, that. God wow. Damn, yeah, we that, that Life movie opens up the same day as Power Rangers. Wow. The Life movie? What the fuck is that? We talked we about talked it this about episode. This episode. <laughs> I talked about it. The, the, the guy talked about the Venom origin oh, story. Oh, that shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that shit. <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is it's that? O- it's only got Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds in it. Well, that don't sound like the <laughs> a fucking movie title oh, called The Life. That fucking garbage. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell the week after that. Oh, Jesus. I'm sure it's got an you know, over-the-hill actress in it. Oh, my God. Right, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> put, She's got a fucking wandering eye Lena like he- I do. Lena Hetty, let's put that bitch out the pasture, right? <laughs> Jesus, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. It's just funny. Old Yeller style. <laughs> Man, it's too bad Game of Thrones only has two more seasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they should have finished up a few years ago. Before you got over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> all right, just like all good leftovers saying they're doggy bags, thank you for listening and thank you for your patronage and all that shit. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids It's a trap Good it toss it, good it taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushover Pop culture Cool kids, what's to say has already been said. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and really shaft the crap, even though it is shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.